Hello, welcome back to Really Good Appears, where we chat about all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me today is David Scanlon, as we talk about some of the best movies and worst movies of 2021. Stick around, we hope you enjoy. Well, I have one thing. To, I have one thing. We I need to get out of the need to clear the air first. You need to you need to get off your chest. Need to get off my chest. We we made a promise to the listeners potentially. Okay. Maybe last year. I can't remember if we did this on the podcast, but it came to mind recently. Okay. Because this is the first podcast twenty twenty two, and last year the first podcast twenty twenty one was Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. National Treasure. And I think we said on the podcast that the movie we were going to come back and do for the first movie, first podcast of 2022 was National Treasure. I've got too many, I've got too many secrets. I got to put them in a book to the movie. <laughs> and we lied to them. And we said to these people we would do that and we're not because we're here, we're talking about the best and worst movies of 2021. I think that's, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> what? Instead of, instead of, of, of uh, talking about one fantastic movie, we're going to talk about a few fantastic movies and a few terrible movies. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the terrible uh, movies because this is why it all worked out. Because initially we're like, I, for as long as we've, been going to see movies and stuff like that. We've always said we should do like a top 10 like ranking of movies and podcast mm-hmm. things. So even well before we started this. So it's the only thing it's the only thing we have in common guys. <laughs> <laughs> when when you know when you're supposed to be quiet during a movie in the cinema after the movie's over we don't talk. <laughs> we just sit in silence. Me and Gary are actually mortal enemies. <laughs> We're like Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, which one are you? I'll never tell. <laughs> Um, but yeah so yeah so we were thinking about doing this top 10 thing and I was like yeah, like me and you have seen a shit ton of movies this year so it works out Omni well. Pass Gold members Gary Omni Pass Gold members sponsored this podcast is sponsored by nobody but Omni Pass if you want to get onto us please um, so yeah and uh, what was kind of daunting when I was making my 10 I was like fuck David's going to have really good analysis and critique and review of all of these movies and I won't have shit to say <laughs> so I thought we can leave all the you know analysis and serious talk to you and you can talk about the best movies and I can handle the worst movies and just talk shit about those plus I don't see worse movies <laughs> oh, you don't see, yeah. I don't see bad movies what? What you, I, I think there's a few on this that you wouldn't no, see I but probably, like, yeah, probably, didn't yeah. think were bad at the time yeah um, but yeah so I guess what we're going to do is we're going to try to stay away from spoilers yeah. for, uh, so don't be worried about that we're just going to say some good movies some bad movies what you should watch what maybe you shouldn't watch you know it's 2022 we're just letting you know what you might have missed and uh, at the end we'll run through like our full list but we're just going to jump around I think so this yeah. isn't going to be in any particular order no particular order plus the the important thing to say is that this is these are our opinions oh yes we are not experts and we can't technically this res- list can't be wrong because this is our opinions mm. Movies are very subjective, guys. Very subjective. subjective. Which is why, um, throughout the year, we both invented Excel spreadsheets yeah. to be able to... Uh, both, uh, may I add, different <laughs> criteria in the spreadsheets, but they basically are able to tally and um, work out a percentage or a star value. Yours, you just have, like, six different criteria. No, so see, I have five criteria, but I also wanted to have one where it weights it in favour of how much I personally enjoyed it. Ah, fair. So see, the five, first five are, like... Uh, object well objectively you know rankings and then I have one last thing where it's like it could be a shit movie but I had a great time ah, I had a great time with my pals yeah. <laughs> at the cinema um, I took the same approach but I did 10 because I want to be able to divide it by 2 but I also gave look, my look Gary this isn't a dick measure <laughs> well look it's big, like, all I'll say is the reason why I did 10 is so that I could you know have an effective form of 
ranking movies. Uh, but like you said, very specific to us personally, yeah. which is why I've named my list <laughs> The Gorometer. And for those playing at home that don't know what that means, it is an acronym, yes. And it stands for Gary's annual ranking of movies evaluated through extensive ridicule. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's it. I know that took you weeks. I would like a big shout out to Lily Nolan for helping me with big words. <laughs> oh, wow. I know that. Because you kept coming back to me like, what What do I call it? Why yeah. do I, I need an acronym. Yeah, I had the first four letters and then, and then yeah. the last four words struggle. But, um, uh, yeah, me no good thanks of, the thanks of Lily Nolan and a thesaurus. A thesaurus. Yeah. Um, That's actually right. really good. Congratulations. Nah, thank you very much. Speaking of, also, more thank yous. Uh, Avril, thanks for letting us uh, borrow your laptop oh, yeah. today. We would be lost without you. Yeah. We're, uh, we're letting the people into the exactly, studio. <laughs> yeah. You're here in spirit. Um, so we these are all movies that came out in Ireland or yeah, online yeah. in the year 2021. So there could be some movies that technically came out in America in 2020. Well, came out in Ireland in 2021, but that's, we've included those ones. The same way there's some, like, Oscar movies, like Belfast and shit like that, that hasn't come out in Ireland, yeah. so they won't be on the list. So, yeah, if you're listening to this post-Oscars, and you're like, where did this movie come yeah. out? It hasn't been out here yet. Yeah. We haven't seen it. Or we just weren't ours. Yeah. Uh, the only two movies that we haven't had a chance to go see... Big ones. Uh, ...are The Matrix and The King's Man. So they're the only ones that we haven't had a chance to see. Neither of which have been... You know. Yeah. So who knows it? We we'll just we'll get letters, David. I know. We'll be like, "Where is the movie? I want to know. I want to see that movie, that's which is." <laughs> it's like, oh my god, and, uh, Keanu Reeves is back and he's got long hair, but he's not playing John Wick the movie <laughs> four. <laughs> I, I do feel like he, they needed to change his look because he's just John Wick. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, right. Go on. Hit me up. Okay. What's one of the best movies of twenty twenty one? Okay. Um, I'll start off with this because um, personally, I think it was probably my. F- favorite like unique movie right so like there's, there's a lot of movies on this which are sequels or linked into universes or you know setting up stuff but this one this one is is probably the biggest one where i was like this is just a, you know a self-contained story really really nice like it was a surprise as well which i think was it was uh was was the main thing um but so let me just start by saying I'm on the edge of my seat I know, is it? <laughs> no I, I have a little, little bit okay so unfortunately Irish cinema um, has never and probably will never get to the heights of blockbuster Hollywood um, but what Irish cinema can do brilliantly is beautifully crafted and relevant character driven stories um, and we see that, we saw that a lot this year okay mm-hmm. gladly because um, of our Omnipass and because of the way the pandemic worked we got a lot of Irish movies in um, that weren't released previous years and came out this year anyway so the one I would like to highlight is Herself um, so <laughs> you know you're one ah yeah you know you're one yeah. no okay so Herself I don't know if anyone else at home was yeah. very scared that he was going to talk about Wild Mountain Time <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez, I haven't seen that. Well, yeah, we have to watch that. We have to. I think we have to smoke some pot and watch that. <laughs> smoke some time, Dave. Yeah, smoke some time. Um, okay, so like the first thing I would say about this movie is like the themes of it are super, super relevant. Not only to like, not only to people in Ireland, but I think like, especially to people in Ireland. Um, like you, like it touches on homelessness. It touches on and um, single parenthood. You know, more specifically on motherhood, mm-hmm. class differences, domestic violence, and like there are movies out there that like bash you over the head with stuff and it feels like okay I'm being taught a lesson whereas this like it was just perfectly entwined with the story and like everything made sense um, and those te- themes come through like absolutely perfectly in the movie so that was like in the narrative of the story so mm-hmm. that was like obviously brilliant um, in terms of like you know your emotional reaction to it there there are scenes that leave you laughing crying leaves you frustrated can shock you at times it's you know it really is a roller coaster of emotions 
Um, the acting was, you know, is incredible when you look at um, the lead, Claire Dunn. Like, she's so vulnerable. She, you know, she carries the movie on her shoulders. Um, you know, absolutely graceful throughout. Um, and you consider what, like, that character has to go through the movie. Like, you know, absolutely brilliant performance. Um, like, the most um, diehard uh, Game of Thrones fans wouldn't even recognize Comlet Hill who plays uh, Varys in Game of Thrones he yeah. plays a completely different character in this and um, I thought he was brilliant the kids are really really sweet there's times in movies where you see kids and you're like oh they, they're going to get my yeah. nerves yeah. Um, never happened um, the supporting cast they're realistic they add an element of hope to the story you know the way they just help Sandra you know through you know tough times and it's not a case of like you know it, the, the biggest thing I would say is there's um, you know she's pretty broke and the best, the only way she can reward them is by getting them Tesco Lager. Yeah. And like, it's so specifically Tesco Lager. Like, they make sure you know that. Yeah. And it's such an Irish thing because it's literally a can of piss. But like, it's just the nice thing. Uh, that, Jay, like, I would like to apologize. <laughs> just on behalf, of, on behalf of the podcast, I'd like to apologize to all of our college students listening. <laughs> Their finest delicacy slandered on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I just have to, like, it's just a nice thing because these people know, like, I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this. It's just, yeah. I'm just doing this for the goodness of my heart and trying to help a friend um, and then the final thing I will say is that I know as I said movie uh, their films are subjective but honestly I feel like if you watch this movie and you don't come away f- without any sort of feelings you're absolutely dead inside <laughs> wow I'd like to apologize for our psychopaths on the podcast sociopaths which ones have no feelings psychopaths not yeah, no I feelings, actually yeah. they wouldn't be offended so no exactly yeah, they don't <laughs> care. Um, yeah that was and I put up a thing because I, I, I knew we wouldn't get a chance to do it on the podcast yeah. but the, I put up a thing on the on the Instagram just be like fuck I have to check that out it's one of the uh, one of the best mm. Irish movies I've ever seen purely yeah. because it's like you said it's, you're not beat over the head well with like with some aspects of what it's trying to do but like it's not like a, oh we're an Irish movie and we're mm. like it's, it's it's really like it's just it's just a story yeah. but like it's 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 like what we were talking about with Sing Street where it was like um you know, it's it's just set in Ireland, but what like the the Irishness of it is nearly like a character in itself. Yeah, uh, yeah that's soundtrack. Oh, you didn't talk about soundtrack. Yeah, it's <laughs> of course, the killers. <laughs> the killers run for cover. Uh, fuck yeah, because I like, and that's one of the things. Like as much as we shout on about the Omnipass thing, we wouldn't have gone to see it. Yeah, exactly. Would not yeah. at all. And only that we were just looking for shit to go see. Yeah. That movie just literally surprised yeah. me. And, and that like, was that was like middle of summer and like I'd say it was just a, a gap week we were like, oh we have to see something just to kind of get boost up our numbers. Yeah. Um the the other thing I should mention is the the actual filmmaking and the direction was was incredible. The, yeah. the scene that kind of sticks with me is that opening scene because it's so hectic, it's so frantic. Yeah, yeah. And like you you're still trying to figure out what's going on. You see the kid like running across the, the field and like you're 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 trying to get, you know, you're trying to figure out like what's going on here, and like it's just a frantic pace from the start, and it gets you right into you know what what is going on with the story in in, in that kind of world or whatever, and what this woman's going through. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't think it's on any streaming services. But no, unfortunately not. I, like, I, you might be able to find it somewhere. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. Yeah, I've already I've already seen the disconnect of how I am gonna even try and bring up bad movies okay. when you have such analysis because I don't really have any analysis. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of good Irish actresses. Home Sweet Home Alone oh, no. <laughs> is one of the worst. It's not bad. So, anyone who's, if you haven't seen it, so I, so I picked I picked a mix of movies where you've seen them, yeah, yeah, and I've kind of and haven't seen them, so I can tell you better and inform our audience about how bad these movies are. Um, so there's kind of going to be spoilers for these a bit, yeah. but then I've also picked I've tried to balance it between movies that had no right to be good yeah. and therefore were bad, and movies that should have been good yeah. and were bad. Um, so Home Sweet Home Alone. Is a fantastic idea. So if anyone doesn't know the plot, it's very similar to the other ones. But basically what happened was there is these two 
parents who are about to lose their home. They have to sell the house because the father is out of the job. And I know what you're thinking. Classic comedy. And the kids don't even know about it and they have to sell the house. And they come across this doll that they realize is like worth a shit ton of cash. So they're going to sell the doll. However, um, the kid, the, the Home Alone kid, oh, I can't remember, it Max, let's say his name is Max. Um, Wait, Macaulay Culkin? Or no, the no, kid, the kid, the kid is in this, I can't remember. It's so, the kid from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Um, <laughs> What's Toby? No, I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, he, um, so he, they think he stole the doll, so they try to break into his house. Yeah. To get the doll back. But little do they know, he's been left home alone. So home it's sweet home alone. Home, I tell you. <laughs> uh, nothing sweet about it, David. He tries to murder them. Yeah. And basically, it takes this weird twist of like, it's trying to make you feel, it does a really interesting thing where it tries to make you feel sympathetic for the burglars and make the kids out to be a bad guy. But it's almost as if there was a producer or like a, a studio exec on set being like, on set being like, no, 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 no. We must pummel these burglars with paint cans. And like, like, they just beat the shit out of it. It's, it's just jarring. Yeah, I have heard that, yeah. And um, just... I will say some funny jokes in it. The reason why I say good Irish actresses is because Ashling B is in it. Yeah. I really wish she wasn't. Yeah. And has Pete Holmes in it, who's great. Ellie Kemper is one of the burglars. Yeah. The other one I can't remember the name of. What's your man's name? Rob. No, Rob. He looks like him. He's not him. It's not Rob Delaney. Oh, it is no. Rob Delaney. Yeah. He plays, sorry, he plays the guy from Deadpool 2. Yeah, Rob yeah. Delaney. Yeah, Rob Delaney. <laughs> Guys, I can't believe Dave didn't know Rob the Lady. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very, it's on Disney Plus. It's an hour and a half. So I'm gonna try and like we're gonna try and say whether you should watch any of these movies. If you're looking for something, like if you're looking for something really shit for like a load of people to take the piss out of, this is not the worst thing to sit around and watch in a battle. Like what about a drinking game? Nah, there's nothing like nah, I wouldn't know. Every time someone Nah, because nothing is consistent enough about no. this movie to have a rule. <laughs> okay, you need to set rules for different things to happen. Mm. But yeah, it's very weird. I don't really know. Like, they, there's even some ties to, like, Buzz from the original movies yeah, in this. Yeah. Um, and they even makes jokes. And there's really interesting com- uh, concepts where, um, uh, what you call it, um, Kevin goes off and ha- sets up his own security firm. Which is really interesting world building because, yeah. of, of course, that's what he would do. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny because then, like, Max, uh, Buzz gets a phone call and it's just like, um, oh can you check on this house this kid's been he- left home alone and he's like oh no that's my brother Kevin he calls he's in every year so like there's some cool stuff like yeah. that thank Christ Macaulay Culkin didn't come back and do this yeah. uh, I don't want his name anywhere near it yeah. but um, yeah it's just wasted potential they've done, they've yeah. done this is the fourth yeah. home alone movie after the second one so this yeah. is the sixth chance and I just don't get why they don't ever try and elevate it to yeah. well, anything that's, else that's the thing I've heard is just potential wise there was the opportunity to say change it change you know flip the script or whatever yeah. Um, but like it's the same formula isn't it it's the same yeah. formula we got in from 3, 4, 5 or, I don't know what the last one what was the one I've seen 3 and 4 there's there's two more there's two more after that okay I maybe know. I can't remember yeah I don't know they I mean, keep fucking it up yeah it's mad so yeah that's one of the worst movies of the year yeah no and <laughs> so um my girlfriend Kira, she's very sweet. She's she's a, she's oh. a primary school teacher, oh. and she um, she doesn't like criticizing things. Like she will always find a nice thing in something, even no matter how bad it is. And she t- she said this movie was horrendous. So oh, no. that's, that's when you know oh, it's no. bad. That's when I knew I'm like I'm not watching it. Yeah, stay away from it. Yeah, right. Go on, hit me up. What's another good movie this year? Okay, okay. Let's go with Mitchell's versus the machine. Oh man, speaking of a kid, talking about good kids movies. So like, what a surprise a movie. Like honestly, it was so. Sh- shocking how good this movie was because like honestly I, I seen the poster I seen I seen a clip not a trailer and I was like this is this is some sort of like 90s Dreamworks movie that they're you know straight to DVD yeah. like honestly um, 
but like the moment I knew like I was in for something like absolutely great was when I seen Phil Lord and Chris Miller's name attached yeah. like that was seen as the, the Lego Lego movie, Lego movie Jump Street uh, Into the Spider-Verse Into the Spider-Verse yeah as one of our first uh, our first podcast yeah. um, so like these guys like honestly think they're absolute geniuses and I don't want to say like um, you know kind of pitch them into you know the they can only do animation because like I, I do feel like animation is the, is their staple but they yeah. have done good live action in terms of jump mm-hmm. the two Jump Street movies um, and like the other thing is I don't want to pit you know movies against each other and the the thing is like I've seen a couple of Pixar movies and do you know what Pixar movies or Pixar and Disney I know it's not just Pixar but um, they've kind of gotten a bit stale for me yeah like I know like Soul last year was really really good I, I, I've this, seen it's like it's a kids it's, it's, it's an animated film more than a kid yeah. this is a kids animated film yeah. but it's for all ages yeah um, and like I don't know is it just like the way like uh, Pixar movies are animated it's just a little bit kind of stale in that yeah. case whereas this is like this is like nothing I've seen before and like, in terms of animation but yeah and I have done here this revolutionary animation and it's what he did with Spy- it's what they did with Spider-Verse mm-hmm. what they did with the Lego movie Lego movie like that's not actual Lego but they make you think it is yeah. and like Pixar has kind of been migrating towards how can we make this look realistic Soul is a beautiful movie it looks yeah. so realistic some of the Toy Story stuff and how they they introduce how like lenses would actually work yeah. whereas this is just like this is a cartoon yeah. let's just play with the animation exactly yeah. and when you were just saying you don't want to pit the guys into like only being animated uh, like into animated movies this it just seems to be the the, the art form that they're able to just express their creative yeah. vision and like why aren't there better animated movies you can I do know. anything you yeah, want exactly yeah you feel, I feel like anytime I see an animated movie and it's just like real life I'm like what are you doing <laughs> like do something fucked up like yeah. and this is like and, and as well the other thing is the storyline is like something we've seen before you yeah. know it's Terminator yeah. <laughs> it's practically Terminator but like it's it's more about these characters in yeah. that situation. It's it's about like this dis- dysfunctional family. Yeah. And you call them dysfunctional, and it's great that they're just dysfunctional because that's where a lot of families yeah. are. <laughs> and just dysfunctional family. Uh, the dad hates technology. He's going to drive the kid to school, but yeah. plot twist: computers take over the world. Yeah. Robots take over the world. Yeah. It's so silly. It's so fun. You don't need. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than mm. it is. Mm. Um, it's just. It's just great. The the voice cast is good. I, I have one, it here. One. No. So one. The other thing I want to say is is some of the comedic elements of it. Like, I think honestly, I think this is one of the funniest movies, and it's it's that kind of. Um, like Family Guy callback comedy yes. which is yeah. just so good in it like the, they, they cut the scene back to like something that happened in the past and yeah. it's just so funny that way um, go for it yeah, sorry, guys, we've got Danny McBride yeah. Maya Rudolph Eric Andre yeah. Olivia Coleman act yeah. uh, nominated <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry winning <laughs> Oscar, Oscar, Oscar winner yeah. uh, Fred Armisen yeah. Beck Bennett uh, Chrissy Teigen John Legend yeah. uh, Blake Griffin yeah, that's um, good, isn't Conan it? O'Brien you have Conan O'Brien in something like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't do this shit willy nilly yeah I mean? exactly um, and like there's just bits in it that I honestly think and like I don't want to spoil it because it's on Netflix go yeah. watch it it's so fun um, Jay Farrow's in it I'm just keep looking at this yeah. um, all I'm going to say the word is Furby yeah one of the funniest things <laughs> yeah. I've seen in my life and it's, it's, just, it's just excellent it's on Netflix yeah um, what else do I have here about it it's like um, t- t- such strong like the strongest comedy you'll see in yeah, live action absolutely. with, uh, with a, the strongest cast you'll see yeah with fantastic animation yeah. and like I, I struggle to find like what, I, what I, I love about it is they're taking people from that are like inbuilt in comedy and they're giving them a chance to like express themselves in like a feature film yeah whereas like 
for example, if if you're, I'm trying to think of another movie that came out this year. Like there, there Luca? are other comedy. Sorry, <laughs> Luca. Sorry, no, no. I'm just saying other comedies that uh, would that would rely on a big name. Uh, Red Notice, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like you're relying on the big names to for the comedy. Whereas, like, I feel like the likes of a Conan O'Brien or the SNL crew, yeah, yeah. like this is their genre, like this yeah. is their thing. So, like, just let them play. Or like whatever. how I compare it is, you know, when. Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy did The Dragon of Mulan and when yeah. Matt Williams did The Genie, Genie yeah. imagine that's the cat like yeah. it's all that it's all of that <laughs> yeah. it's great yeah. and everyone gets time to shine like yeah. the, the, the like Bennett and Fred Armisen do great jobs as yeah. robots yeah um, like oh I, I, it's been so long since I've seen it, but it's yeah. stuck with me. I, it's one of the movies I just recommend. It's, you could recommend it to anyone. Well, this is the thing. You you saw it first and you kept recommending it to me. I was like, lad, what are you, what are you, what the fuck? <laughs> just wait until you see <laughs> yeah, one of the other movies I talk about later and I will get you to watch yeah. it. Um, and like, like Gary's, uh, you know, favorite <laughs> comedy can be questionable at times. What? <laughs> Uh, if anyone's seen Auntie Donna, I love Auntie Donna. Oh, yeah, I dare you! Yeah, uh, like one of our Auntie Donna <laughs> fans. Uh, but no, it, it was just, it was a huge surprise, and that's why I kind of have to put it in is because it's just shocking how good it was. Mm. And for like, the, I just it just did not get enough love this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely, it just fell to the like. It was uh, supposed to go into cinemas with Sony, but Netflix bought it yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, speaking of a bad animated movie, Space Jam Two is possibly one of the worst movies mm-hmm. I've seen. Based on wasted potential as well, yeah. like it. They sh- if you told me they were making a new Space Jam movie and they were including all of the Warner Brothers properties and they were getting one of the one of the world's biggest basketball players, and I was like, "That sounds great." What we got was horrendous. Okay. Now, my I might have been in a bad mood for two reasons. One, I was moving that weekend, and two, I had just gotten my COVID vaccine. But everyone says, how was the vaccine? I was like, nothing. <laughs> it was in no way painful as it was sitting through Space Jam 2. And um, just wasted potential. Okay. It's nothing, it's simple as that. It was, I think Warner Brothers are probably expecting to be one of the biggest movies of the year. It incorporates stuff like Game of Thrones. It has some really funny gags in it where yeah. being able to, you have the Looney Tunes in, like, interacting with movie scenes from other Warner Brothers stuff. So much potential. And it's ruined by a weak plot. It's yeah. ruined by, at some points towards the end of the movie, an over-reliance on those Warner Brothers characters rather than the ones who we're supposed to care about. Yeah. And um, it's boring. We're watching a bat... Because what happens in this movie is... Oh, how do I even begin? They're playing, they're playing War- video games. No, Warner so. Brothers want to, make a, okay, yeah. want to make a cartoon LeBron James. Yeah? Is that it? They want to make, Yeah, they want... No, they've invented the Warner Brothers server, server yeah. to be able to make content for them. Yeah. And they want to incorporate LeBron James into that, but he says no, and the the server gains AI. Like this isn't spoilers, and yeah. if you actually honestly care, just honestly get fucked. <laughs> and they, I apologize. I like to apologize to LeBron James. <laughs> but um, and then it, so the AI gets angry, steals LeBron James' kid. Who is who is a who is a gamer who doesn't want to play basketball? Yeah, he designs a he designs a basketball game. game. And then they say, hey, if you want your kid back, you're going to have to beat us in a basketball game. But they don't play normal basketball. They play this weird... Hyper... Hype, like, they you play, get bonus you play Rocket League. Yeah. That's just Rocket someone's like, you want to play football? Yeah. What, what, type, what type of football do you play? You play Rocket League? <laughs> Which card do you want? Which card do you want? Exactly. <laughs> but like, it's... It, and it just, I just lose the plot. I, yeah. I just lose sense of like... 
there's like at one point I think the team are down 500 points yeah. and it's just like oh well, if we do a backflip and we score a hoop we'll get 600 points so yeah. it, it, there's no there's, there's stakes but there's no concept of what's required from these characters so it just gets boring and then the last thing I'll say is what Dave, I think Dave's quite terrified that I haven't looked at my notes and this is just all rage no, is, <laughs> yeah I mean I can see the fury in your eyes it's <laughs> a point where they're all playing this basketball game and it's really cool all the Warner Brothers properties come to watch the game because they're all in the, the server verse I think yeah. it's called but then it becomes a point where they're just still in the background and they look like characters yeah, but, they, but they're not the characters they're, like they're, them, they're distracting like, you but they're not there's like, Pennywise the clown yeah. there's Mr. Freeze there's like maybe Mary Poppins I don't know there's, there's a 60s Robin and stuff yeah like, there's just, and you just get distracted yeah. looking at those yeah. but they're not reacting to anything on the basketball court because it's all CGI it's like, it's like FIFA it's like FIFA crowd. fans yeah FIFA fans yeah um, so it's just like it hurt the senses yeah. so and then sorry last thing I'll say David and I will let you speak no, yeah, go then there's a big thing that happens at the end and it's devastating it's like you know you're, you're thinking in your head you're like I can't even remember, I can't remember. <laughs> some character makes a sacrifice to win the game oh, yeah. and then at the end of the movie like they're, no no they're, they're fine they're fine uh, we're done with there's yeah. all these wacky, wacky trips ahead yeah. it's a fucking bad movie so like it's funny it's funny the way you kind of describe that I like there, there are there's another movie I'm going to talk about later on um, that I thought did fan service really well mm, we're going to disagree on that uh, well <laughs> And whereas I felt like this movie, it could have done fan service quite well. Yeah. It just, it, like, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's horrendous. Like, it's, and like, as you say. It was an ad for HBO Max. Yeah. There, there are fun bits in it where they, like, go to Metropolis and they go to Game of Thrones. Where the, the Fury Road stuff is yeah. great. But like it's it, as as I, just I think you mentioned it. The best part it, of the movie, it, but, yeah. it could have been a, an SNL sketch. Yeah. They could have got LeBron, like LeBron James is is, uh, is hosting SNL, and we're yeah. gonna get him to do a Space Jam sketch. Yes, that's honestly all this yeah. um, Go on, unless you've anything else to say before, so I can burst in a blood vessel. No, no, I'll, I'll, there was no uh, Wayne Knight. No Wayne Knight. Yeah, to <laughs> save no Bill the day. The, the, there was a good joke that I won't spoil in case you do want to go watch it. But. So you see, this is the thing. Okay, so. Do we want to mention some of the movies that we've we've do already done podcasts for? Yeah, like we'll just mention because, like, yeah, if you want to listen, like, but, okay. yeah, go on, what, what are the good movies so, in your opinion that we might have done podcasts on? So James Bond, No Time to Die, No Time to Die. Uh, excuse me, sir, just thought I'd ring your doorbell here, just doing a lap of the neighborhood, just wondering if you potentially, maybe in the near future, or maybe I can come back next week if that's okay with you. Maybe we can have a chat over Zoom. I just was really looking to you know have a deep dive and see if you had potentially maybe any time to die. <laughs> You've got that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, this is just it's a it's a James Bond adventure. It's it's probably the best one we've had. Well, no, yeah, no, it's the best James Bond movie we've had with Craig. I think. Like, yes. I, I would prefer Casino Royale, but it's Casino Royale is a bit of a hybrid. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful end to the series. Um, we get to see all our favorite character back characters back. Um. Yeah, you, if if you've you've yeah. listened to the podcast, yeah, the podcast. It's episode. Uh, I have it here. 62. Episode fifty four. And um, <laughs> I've actually, it's funny enough, I had a lot of people going to come out to me, uh, like older people. Yeah. Um, saying they didn't like it as much, and I was like, you know, what? Uh, my dad loved it. Interesting. Uh, I, didn't, they, I didn't think he would. I go mad. I won't say his name. Um, <laughs> I love shit. Anyway, okay. Uh, uh, I don't want to say like as I said. Uh, like I said, do you want to like go to the next one? 
Yeah, because we didn't even talk about it. I don't no, like yeah. no, that's fair. Yeah, we know you don't need to talk about it anyway. Um, the other one I'll say is Suicide Squad. Ah, yeah. Uh, did a podcast on it. Really, really fun movie. Um, like, when you consider how poor the first one was and, like, how disappointing the first one was, um, when you have a director like James Gunn, like, you just give him the reins and just say, do what you like. And he, he definitely, like... and. I mean, if anyone's seen it, that opening scene kind of straps you in for for what's what's to come. Yeah. Um, it's it, yeah, it's just a fun time. I I I Mark would have had uh, done a, a good podcast on it and explained the reasoning for it. But yeah, no, it was enjoyable. Good yeah. cast, good as I said, good director. Um, and just overall, just an enjoyable movie. Like, and it's uh, it, the the thing that kind of stands out to me in a movie is if anyone can just like hop in and just get in, involved, especially a movie like that where it's, con- well, not really connected to a universe, but like, you know, it, it's taking characters that you yeah. may have seen before and like, as I, like, I could give it to my mom and dad, I could give it to my sister, give it, get, anyone really yeah. could watch this and have a good time in it. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. Starro. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like I don't, there's probably two here I can kind of rattle off real quick. Uh, one being uh, Love Hard, I don't know why I watch this. It's a Christmas rom-com thing where a girl gets catfished and it turns out to be a different guy. It's not... I, like, I probably shouldn't have... I just couldn't award it enough points in the garometer. By the way, for anyone wondering, how the garometer works is the further you go down, the hotter you are. And by the hotter I mean is more hot garbage you are. <laughs> so at the bottom, you're the hottest bit of garbage. So uh, you could be an ice cube and you're sitting right right at the top. I'm trying to think you're chill, you're cool. I'm, it's a cool movie. Cool. cool movie, hot garbage. Uh, so it works. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's just like, it's not for me. I just had to put it down there. I don't really want to even point it out. Uh, another movie that like you would know is bad going in is Thunder Force. It's on Netflix. It's got Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer for some reason. I don't know why she's in it. Uh, it's about these two women who get... Uh, basically, Octavia Spencer is a... Oh my God, how do I even begin? So, so basically what happened was a meteor comes to Earth. It infects soci- anyone with sociopathic tendencies to have superpowers. And they're called like miscreants and basically the world is used to these guys running around and Octavia Spencer's parents are killed by it spoiler alert and uh, she then devotes her life to become a scientist to be able to give good people superpowers uh, Mrs. McCarthy plays every character she's ever played before this and then is like oh no she accidentally gets the superpowers and then they have to split it and it's them working together and it's a bad movie it has really good people in it like um, you know Plum Clem well, Clementoff. Clementoff, that's it, sorry. And it has um, Jason Bateman in it. There's some good people in it. It's a really bad script. It's directed by um, Melissa McCarthy's husband, who's done a few other stuff. What's which... the story with Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy? They're they must just be, they must I, just I, go back. It's, like, it's like two friends, one having so much more talent than the other, but because they like the person, they do yeah. things, which is why I think you do this podcast. It's like, what's David doing with this? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm the one without any talent. No, I'm the one without any talent. Oh, okay, yeah, fair. No, I'm doing the thing and I drag you into <laughs> it. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's just a bad movie. Just don't watch it. Yeah, the funny story about that is I've heard it's bad, and um, every so often I, I look up online like just to see if there's any movies that I might have missed. I look up, you know, top ten movies of 2021. Anytime I see a list with this uh, movie on, I'm like, nah, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's really. Like the pacing's bad, and all of a sudden it's the end of the movie. And you're, like, there's another guy, that, um, I forget his name, but he's you know him from like everything. And you're just like, yeah, you're in it. That makes yeah. sense. Right, go on. It it's on Netflix, is it? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. It's not good. Garbage. And there's even bits where it's like, oh no, they injected it into her boobs by mistake. Yeah. It's not a shit like that. It's just yeah. not a funny movie. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, Melissa McCarthy in Spy. If anyone's seen Spy, oh, that's, that's the type great of great movie. Like. Why I don't know why she doesn't do more stuff like she that. She does it with her husband. I don't know. I just think he does a lot of. She does a lot of movies with him, and they're all bad. Yeah. Hold on. 
So Ben Falcone is your man's name, yeah? yeah? Do you want to know what movies he has directed? Yeah, go for it. Directed, either been a producer, director, or a writer. Tammy? Yeah, shy. The Boss? Terrible. Life of the Party? Oh, ridiculous. The Happy Time Murders? Garbage. Super Intelligence? Uh, Thunder Force. And then this movie called Bob Roth, Bob Ross Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. Way too long a title. Oh, but he's been in movies such as, oh, this is fantastic. Cheap by the Dozen 2, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, uh, oh. Bridesmaids. And is that the live action Garfield? Yeah, oh. he's a tourist at Castle. <laughs> anyway, in Spy, he's American tourist. <laughs> what are you doing about these tourist roles? Anyway, it's not about movie. I don't want to talk about it anymore. David, please don't talk about good movies. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, no, that's absolutely fair. So I've I've talked about four movies, and we're not. Are we keeping a tally? Nah, just nah, one. Okay, so another absolutely fantastic movie, King Richard. Oh man, what a movie! Like, okay, so this movie has like an overarching storyline. Um, and with a lot of good movies this year it has like underlying themes on like various different topics so for example like again class differences racial issues parenting family dynamics um, there's also an emphasis on, on tiger parenting or tiger parenting so what the fuck is that you've never heard of tiger, tiger parenting no sorry I just asked because I knew the answer <laughs> stupid fuck <laughs> Jesus man thank you <laughs> no so tiger parenting would be like um so say your dad wanted you to become a superstar in a sport. Or it doesn't necessarily have to be a sport. Ah, you, okay. you could be a mute. Mu- ah, okay, yeah. So it's like and forcing like, an interest upon yeah, the child. And like, yeah, it's, and it's pretty much the parent is living through the child or whatever. So there's there's an emphasis on this um, within the movie. And so I was getting a bit worried at the start of this movie because I thought like they were going to try and glorify tiger parenting. Oh, right, okay. Um, because it, like in... in there has been times in say like documentaries and stuff they've they've glorified parents who have done this to to their kids like like superstar like Andre Agassi Tiger Woods things like that mm-hmm. and it it's become a big thing like you know people doing studies about it but the the nice thing about this movie is they put a huge emphasis on you know their dad wants Serena and Venus to become superstars but he doesn't want to sacrifice their childhood mm-hmm just because, you know, he wants them to become superstars. So, he knows they have a talent. He knows they're, like, you know, they're absolutely fantastic uh, tennis players. They're only, like, uh, 11, 12, 13 in it. So, Richard obviously knows that the kids are going to be, like, are hugely talented in tennis. And he knows that they're going to be superstars. But he sees that, like, okay, I bring them to all these junior tournaments. I see that they're absolutely, like, they're absolutely whooping everyone's ass. But he sees what other parents are doing and yeah. like, you know, like the, and it's mainly, you know, white, yeah. uh, upper class parents and, you know, they're absolutely killing their kids. They're like, you know, you know, screaming at them when they don't do well or screaming at them when they make mistakes. And, you know, he, he sacrificed a lot to like bring them to, to see coaches and stuff. Mm. And then he, you know, there's a, there's a bit in the story where he meets a coach and he brings them all the way to, uh, Florida and he says to the coach, I don't want them playing tournaments. I want them to enjoy their childhood. Yeah. I want them to go to school. I want them to learn languages. I want them. There's a, there's a big thing where they go to Disneyland. And instead of going to practice, they go to Disneyland. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic because again, like I said, there's a huge emphasis in, especially sporting culture is this whole idea of tiger parenting is like, you know, all the greats like, you know, Tiger Woods and, and Andre Axey is the two main ones. You know, their parents, you know, from a very young age like just told them you know you you were going to be a superstar whereas in this you know it's so it's so nice and so refreshing to see a parent that's like no I'm not going to sacrifice my child you know I don't want them to you know burn out by the Mm -hmm. time they're in their their early 20s and you know you know end up you know kind of on the waste yeah waste disposal or on the waste um uh tip or whatever it is um 
And like, obviously, I, I don't know if that happened in real life, but it just, it, to the yeah. story, it worked quite well. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll mention for this is uh, a call out. To, um, my mom mentioned, my mom went to see it and she was like, uh, well, look, Venus was obviously fantastic because she was coached by her dad, but Serena was obviously the world's best because she was coached by her mom. <laughs> oh, <this is> true. <laughs> so, uh, but no, look, an absolutely fantastic movie. Probably one of Will Smith's best performances yes. ever, but definitely one of his best performances in a long, long time. I haven't absolutely. seen him do that in, uh, you know, properly. Be- best since Gemini, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's sorry, Will Smith's. <laughs> exactly. It's double Will Smith. Sorry, the only thing I'll mention for this, and it's really important, is... Um, the choreography and the action or the action direction for the tennis scenes yes. because I I've seen a lot of uh, sports movies and oh my god it takes you out of the movie so much when you see a sports scene. Yeah. the biggest thing for me was Invictus like yeah. an absolutely fantastic movie yeah like really like important themes and important like the actors are really doing a good job the actors look like yeah. they hadn't seen a rugby game when they when they did but whereas this like it looks like the girls know how to play tennis and stuff and and yeah and like this is this is why I admire this movie so much which is it's probably one of the best sporting movies mm-hmm. uh, and actually I'm about to ask you do you think the tennis balls were CGI in this? I think they were CGI in this could have been but I, I know I, I just I meant to say that to you the day we watched it I, I didn't ask it um, but this, like, I don't mind doing that because no like, I don't know I just it was more yeah. it makes sense to yeah. you but it, it enhances it yeah because yeah, you look at it like, it's such a good sporting movie it's such a good and you know what's fucking mental about this movie I think it's one of the most inspiring uplifting movies stories that we've ever seen around sport or any, any sort of family movie yeah. that's fucking true yeah and that's what I think is crazy about this movie yeah. not like there's probably obviously a, yeah like, they, take, like, they, take they take liberties with some stuff yeah. but the, the core fundamentals are all that are all there where things actually did happen and you know like you were saying about this lad who literally sacrifices so much yeah. even his own reputation yeah to, to, to like you and know it, it's something I think that's alien especially to Irish people because Irish people are so miserable I feel like the whole I, the whole thing in America is like you know if I work hard enough I can be an absolute I can be the best of the best yeah. whereas in Ireland you know you're like ah I'll give it a go I think a county that's enough yeah. um, um, I want to apologise to one of our Irish listeners <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 but do you know what's also crazy about this movie this guy's directed jack shit yeah. he's a brand new director he's coming out and directing this and yeah. all the performances in this movie there's there's like scenes with the, his wife that are incredible yeah. the two actors playing Venus and Serena are incredible yeah. um, I, I literally don't have a fault with it yeah from a filmmaking point of yeah. view, this is one of those things where I say and then I listen back to the podcast. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> but I've so and there's even like even like um, John Bernthal. Yeah, again, he, he's the Punisher. Incredible, he's the yeah. Punisher. I've seen him drenched in blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's incredible. This, it's so good. Um, it's still out in cinemas. Maybe by the time this comes out, it but, could be. They like, might re-release it. Might if release it's a big uh, yeah. Oscar push. Um, I think I, he should get an Oscar for this. Yeah. I have something else that. Potentially, I would love to see another person get an Oscar for it, but I won't see him nominated for it. Yeah. The, the other thing I was going to say is, it. The, and again, it's refreshing because obviously this movie is produced by the two uh, women, Venus and Serena. Mm-hmm. They did mention, you know, they, they don't uh, put up, uh, put Richard up on a pedestal that he's he's faultless. Like, they do mention things in, in this that, you know, he had previous uh, relationships with women, uh, or sorry, previous partners, previous children, stuff like yeah. that. And I feel like that could have, they could have easily just like, you know, paint or uh, gone over that they they could have cut that out, but it was. I think it is important to see that. Yeah. Look, these these are, um, they're human. Yeah. They've done they've done yeah. things. He's not painted as a a, a faultless. Yeah. Man. So when I said there's no faults in the movie, I didn't. Yeah. Do no, you know, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no. That's exactly what I meant. Um, that it's just a painting a picture of a character and being well rounded. It's it's so easy to it's for for this character to be um. 
what's the word? Un faultless. Yeah, to be faultless, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like, it, it's very easy for the Serena uh, sister, uh, not sorry, the, the Williams sisters, sisters to, you know, as producers, make sure that nothing bad yeah, is said about yeah. it. Yeah, and we've seen that in, like, say, biopics and stuff that, you know, yeah. just, Mind, sure I won't mention anyone's this one. <laughs> <laughs> just because could be bad. Um, are you gonna are you gonna force your kids to cross country? Are you gonna just be like get out there? Don't come back to you. No, <laughs> like this this is another thing. So, um, uh, I I would be an advocate for um, little or no specialization until a certain. Ah, yeah, fair. Uh, I'm forcing my kids to do a podcast. I'm like get in there and don't go into your twenty hours of content. <laughs> No, I, was just, I want to know what's yeah. the Paw Patrol. <laughs> exactly. I want to know what's about. I want to know what the themes, the There's very little bits and bits in your podcast, children. No dinner for you. <laughs> you want to become uh, comedians. <laughs> uh, right, this makes it hard to segue to, oh, which one of these worst movies I picked this year? Mm. Um, you know, why not? Fuck it. It's, it's coming a long time and I'll have it sitting here and I've been waiting to just, yeah. French Dispatch is one of my worst movies. I'm not even doing this for a bit. I'm not doing because I know you're a big fan of Wes Anderson. And this is where it comes into the grammar. It's all like my opinion. Yeah. I don't like Wes Anderson. And I'm, I'm, like, there's times where I just... I'm, You've met Wes Anderson. What? You've met Wes Anderson. Have I? No, you just said you didn't like him. I did not get very rude to me once. <laughs> um, I just... I, and there's some of the best movies that don't click me. And I understand yeah. this is for me. So I'm more so putting this on the list for if you don't like, like Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the most Wes Anderson movies yeah. that you could possibly get. Um, it's just very him. So a lot of people could see that as a pro. You see that as a pro. I'm not trying to... No, no, I'm not trying to no like, honestly, like, I understand. Like, um, I've, I've heard people don't like him and I'm like, yes, I totally understand that. But yeah. this movie for me was one of the worst movies I had to sit through. Mainly for, because, well, one reason, because the people behind me wouldn't shut up, because there's a lot of actors in it, yeah. a lot of famous actors in it, a lot of great performances. I think one by a particularly little boy big actor, Timothy Chalamet, was particularly big and little. Big Hollywood, the big, small boy. Little boy, big actor. <laughs> Teeny tiny screen, <laughs> big role. Yeah, we were in screen nine, weren't we? We were in screen nine, yeah. a little bit. Why even there? He makes it smaller again. He makes again. it smaller again. Um, so... Little moustache. Lily <laughs> tiny moustache, big hair. <laughs> so he, yeah, so the performance is all great in it. The story, I think, in my opinion, is a bit garbage. And he just, he just wrote a lot of stories and was like, I'll put these together and I'll make some vague concept, put them together and have the actors say silly things in silly places, looking silly, and then people will be like, well done, Alice <laughs> Anderson, you've done another good one. I just, for me, I was just so, <laughs> unimpressed this whole movie but I can totally see why people would like it if you want to go watch this movie burn in hell apologies to all our demons <laughs> no like I can totally understand it and I will admit there like I can understand like he was going for this concept of like stories within a newsletter and showing these stories or explaining these or n- narrating these stories in uh, the newsletter and showing us to them, showing us them uh, just all built around this small little village in France um, the, there's, there's there's an Owen Wilson one which I feel like is completely like it was a, it was a short one to be fair it's like 5-10 minutes but I, again they could have cut that out that looked uh, like he was reading it from a telegram yeah exactly <laughs> and it looked like he was on one of those stationary he always was and yeah, I I I understand yeah. what you're. The charm just wore off me very quickly. Yeah, 
that's but then again, I think I think some of the act like I love what I love about Wes Anderson though, um, and I don't like him, but what I do appreciate him is that like he writes these scripts with actors in minds in mind, and they just knock it out of the park whatever they give him to do. I don't like what they do, but I I, I love that they like Ben uh, like Bill Murray. He's just great, man. Like yeah. I, I, I do. I just don't like what he says or what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, I, like, not how he does it. He, he, he completes the task he's given. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really didn't have a good time with that. Oh, um, that's fair. Then again, it's not fair. It's not fair to the movie, but I didn't like it. Editing was bad. No, in my but opinion. like that's as I said, like movie is subjective. Like yeah. you can be, the, it can be the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. And you can be like, no, I didn't yeah. like it. So it's just. Right. just one of those is there things. a movie perhaps that you liked that I didn't like that we could disagree on as well? Uh, Teeing you up for a segue. Let me see. Yeah, do you want to talk about Spider-Man? Yeah, okay. This came out. This is coming out like January. If you haven't seen Spider-Man by now, I never know what it's for. Yeah. We're, we're not going to talk to spoilers anyway. Just we're just yeah. going to try that for all the movies. But we're going to re- maybe reference something. I don't know. We'll see how we get on. Yeah. Um, you love this movie, apparently. No, I like. I enjoyed it. And see, this is the thing. Between when I was I was coming up with this list, I I was only going to put up one MCU movie on it, mm-hmm. and it was between. This and Shang-Chi. And if you put Eternals on it, you'd be bin the bin. <laughs> Where's the bin? Right? It's over there. Um, you'd be in. <laughs> no, that's fair. No, because, uh, and again, because, are we telling, do we want to put a timestamp on this when we're recording? Um, oh, we, we've already done that because we know, we've said we're not going to see Kingsman. We haven't seen Kingsman. Oh, yeah, yet. so we saw it yesterday. So yeah, we saw, we saw Spider-Man yesterday. So it is still very raw. Okay. Yes, yes, I would agree. Yeah. So that obviously makes it, it difficult. But, when I kind of looked at it in the cold light of day, I think I had a better, a, a more enjoyable time at this than I did at Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that Shang-Chi wasn't a better movie or that Spider-Man was a better movie. No, whatever. Um, but I just thought, I, I just really enjoyed this. And yeah. it, like, what I will say, it is flawed, I think. Um, there's a huge amount of fan service in this. And, like, if, you, if you're if you not caught up in all, kind of, the MCU and the all the Spider-Man movies, there's things that gonna, are going to go over your head. But as a Spider-Man fan, as someone who enjoyed the Raimi movies, as someone who, you know, had a good time with the amazing Spider-Man movies, and things that they did incorrectly in those movies that they've tried to fix in this... I, I I just thought it was it, it was good it, it was really it was just a good time at the cinema yeah. and as I've said at the start my whole rating system is there's a huge emphasis put on my own personal yes. enjoyment mm-hmm. um, but like and I, I have to give a shout out to Tom Holland I think this is probably the best he's been as Spider-Man yeah. if not the best as him as just an actor mm-hmm. um, like he he does emotion really really well yeah. and I think in this one like he goes through a lot of punishment in this movie mm-hmm. which again is something I love about Spider-Man is because like he you know he like we've seen it in the Into the Spider-Verse is like he always gets back up and that, that's like yeah. a huge emphasis on the Chris Pine Spider-Man um, but yeah I just thought like this was the one where like a bit like Spider-Man 2 where you see at the start he's just going through so much he just keeps getting knocked down as yeah. Peter Parker and as Spider-Man I think the same thing is in this and he he puts so much sacrifice he, he puts himself out there to try and help people and it's a, it's a, it's a nice message in the movie mm-hmm. is that halfway through he could do he could go one way and try and um, defeat the bad guys but he decides to go another way I think his Aunt May decides or tries to um kind of push him in a certain direction yeah. and I thought that was a really really good message to the movie because yes. again that is pure Spider-Man like yeah. he is na- the na- friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man yeah. he will he's he's he feels like getting a cat out of a tree is as important as stopping a bank robbery 
That's wrong. <laughs> Stop the bank robbery. Stop the bank robbery. Need the cat, it's fine. Uh, the bank have insurance, man. They, they I'm just care. saying, the bank is more pressing for time. Look, yeah, I won't get too much into it because we didn't talk, because again, it's very raw. We only saw it yesterday and we yeah. didn't talk much about it. I just think for me, it was just, there was a lot of wasted potential in what they could have done with this story. Yeah. And I think they wait, they, they spend too much time being like, hey, isn't it funny that the, yeah. the online community joke about this thing? Let's yeah. have the characters joke about this thing rather than actually try and tell a story incorporating these characters like because they draw characters from the the ones from like the early 2000s they draw characters from that and they draw the ones from like the early you know 2010s and um, so they draw them from these different generations of it and some of the characters look as if you know they're interacting with the world in as you'd expect the characters to do based on what we've seen from those characters before some of them don't and they just know they're in a Spider-Man movie like what you were saying about an SNL sketch I feel like a lot of this is yeah. wouldn't it be funny if Tom Holland was hosting SNL and we got some old actors back to pretend to be their characters. Yeah. So, for me, it was like, um, I actually have Shang-Chi in my top 10 over okay. Spider-Man because I think, I and I agree with you, I had so much fun in this movie. It's probably one of the most of a laugh during the movie. Yeah. But I, it was a, I had fun with it. It's I don't think it's a good, yeah, that's, as good that, of a movie. I would re, I won't, I don't think I'd ever re-watch this movie in full. I think I would, if I was given a choice to skip through all the bits, I maybe would. Maybe I would watch it in full. I just think in, in five years' time, this is going to age poorly. Okay, yeah, I get, no, whereas good. I feel like something like Shang-Chi just did so much new stuff and was able to incorporate so much into the MCU the, this movie how it ends as well I'm not like it's not a spoiler it sets up some really interesting stuff that actually I'm really excited for there's some phenomenal action in it some of the best Spider-Man That's action we've seen mention. It's some, like, of some of the fight scenes are incredible yeah. really good however I think I think as a you know people that see movies all the time I think we hold them to that fucking standard when yeah. they, you know it's their third time out yeah. they're backed by a company that do this every yeah. fucking year yeah. like you, that's the bare fucking minimum that yeah. you should be putting out so I yeah like I didn't hate it I just I think it just it was slightly underwhelming then was. I was hoping to have it in my top 10 because I didn't think of a 10th ten, movie <laughs> <laughs> so I was like shit now I didn't think of something else Are you- you couldn't put a tenth movie there. Ah, something, but I wanted to do it a different way. Oh, jeez, I'm very interested in this. Yeah. Um, what else can I... Like, yeah, I, I will agree with you. It is kind of chewing gum for the brain as much as Popcorn it is. Popcorn movie. Pop- yeah. But, like, unfortunately, with the way things are in the world, it's it's something that I just needed at that time. Yeah. It's it's something that just you switch your brain... Not, not switch your brain off, but, like, just get out of real life and try and just enjoy this to get into this different world yeah and something like i that. think being in the world of spider-man was so much fun yeah just to be surrounded by all these ca- like yeah. it was great and like as someone who like we watched those movies as kids and yeah. like we're like rather than having to retroactively watch them yeah. like that's 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 a one of a lifetime experience yeah. to be able to have and yeah like it, maybe no it's still that <laughs> he's coming around <laughs> I'll just give you two more minutes I can get, I can get him um, but no nah, there's some great bits in it I actually think all the Tom Holland stuff was fantastic yeah. anything to do with the other things I think was a bit some stuff was good no I, I do I, I will agree with you there's some bits that it just kind of shoehorned in just for mm-hmm. the sake of it like the, the, the script was immensely poor in the middle section like yeah it does slow down a bit in the middle but like I just, I just really like the message they were going for is that like it's oh, better, movies on messages no David? but like it's better to help people than it is to fight people or to you know what I mean mm. you know what I mean yeah. you know what um, Snake Eyes was a very bad movie <laughs> so, so the reason okay so I have this in my bottom 10 as well okay but as I said before um, we went to see this in the cinema and I had a great time at it because I was absolutely delirious <laughs> so David showed up 
directly from Dublin Airport yeah. to watch this movie. Yeah. So hold on. The reason the reason I I came to the movie is my dad was like, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna get a takeaway. Uh, I'm probably gonna go down to my favorite takeaway down in Rat Mines. Would you like to come with me?" I was like. Yes, yes, I would. Have to, <laughs> have to go see a movie because uh, you got back a day late from a thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is look again. I just wanted to be able to you know just move us along because I don't. Sorry, want... we didn't even mention that we were the only people in the screen. I'm getting to that. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, did, I just want to talk about why I'm talking. No, about you got that. Yeah. Um, it's another good action movie, but again, no, there's nothing to anything. Again, there's one big reveal with the name of the character. There's a bit in the, in the trailer that's like meant to be shocking. Like the, the two coolest bits in the movie happen at the end of the movie, and they're in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I don't even fucking remember the plot. The plot is... Um, his friend... No, do you remember his friend brings him into the temple? But he's a bad guy. Yeah, they're trying to steal something from these guys. Aren't they? They're no, the... What's the man's name? Storm Shadow? Yeah. Storm Shadow's good in this. Do you remember? Yeah. And he, like, looks after Snake Eyes. But isn't it because But then Snake Eyes working for a different person. Yeah. He's double... Yeah. He's double crossing him. Yeah. And he's trying to take the egg... Or oh, isn't it an egg? <laughs> I can't remember what it so was. I've seen, so I, we've seen the Spider-Man essay was our 29th movie this year. Yeah. Forgive us. So I don't know I've had. Yeah, it was Did an egg. Some, a, it was seen in something. Something gold? Was, was it a snake? No, it was, no. Maybe it was a snake eye. Maybe he was stealing a pair of dice. <laughs> <laughs> snake eyes. Oh, that's how he gets his name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Fucking it's genre, stupid. His, his dad... No, because the bad guy wants to shoot his dad, but his dad has to roll the dice first. Yeah. The, the dice are loaded. The die are loaded. Guys. Oh yeah, because yeah, because his dad gets killed. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's know. so, it's so. Bad. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie. I just yeah. remember we took the piss. Yeah, out. so we were going to people in there, yeah, and yeah. we were just screaming at the screen. It's great. Yeah, it was um, so it's just not a good movie. It's it's another point. It's, the, the budget was anywhere between eighty eight to one hundred and ten million, and it made forty million. Uh, Henry Golding from probably best known from Crazy Rich Asians. Asians. Um, this was this was pointless. He shouldn't have been in this. It was a bad movie. Um, who thought we needed more GI Joes after the first GI Joe? Remember, we got GI Joe, but oh my god, look at the Rock and Bruce Willis are here now, and we're going to drop some sticks from space. Yeah, nonsense. Um, like the this is the type of thing where it's like a movie can be redeemed if the action is good, and Snake Eyes, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. not memorable. Yeah, like what. I can remember is there a bit with motorbikes on it. Do you remember there was a bit? Yeah, they were on, they're on a motorway. Or yeah, something. that was something. Yes. And then he's on that. He's oh, on they're on the, the truck. bit at the end where they're going through the village and the editing is appalling because you've no idea yeah, where he is. Yeah, and it's just red and black. Oh yeah. It's just and yeah. then more characters show up and we're like, who's that? And then we have to watch a video online that says, this is actually from the comic books of yeah, you know, and this is character from the, the red haired girl. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. It's not a good movie. Because right, that's on. actually your one, your man, your one Samara weaving. From Ready or Not. That's a great movie. Yeah. You should go watch that instead. Yeah. Go on, here's another good one because this is. <clears throat> okay, um, we go back to an Irish movie. We go back to an Irish movie. Yeah, go the Irish movies. The Last Jewel, Gary. Oh, in yes. County Mead, home of Pierce Brosnan. Navin native actor, Pierce <laughs> Brendan Brosnan. <laughs> Oh, he's not in this. I can't believe I can't believe I've no. I didn't watch the one Pierce Brosnan. I only had two movies this year actually. I didn't watch any of them because they're supposed to be awful. Yeah, what was the one we were looking at? Misfits. That was so I was looking up top like top ten worst movies of the year, and that kept showing all of them. So I was like, I'll leave. Oh, you didn't come out and see. I didn't see one. You don't have to watch it legally, David. I'm not. I'm not for that. Sure, you're always watching movies illegally. Apologies to our federal agents out there. <laughs> okay, so the last year. Oh, what a movie! Okay, so look, the the main thing about this is the storytelling. I thought was really, really strong, very unique. 
Um, I feel like this type of storytelling isn't used enough. No. Like, I really... Like, anytime this comes up in a, in a like, a TV series or any sort of, you know... Like, Vantage movie. Point. Yeah. With, with uh, something Quaid in it. Dennis? Dennis Quaid. Yeah. That's a great movie. I love... I love movies where you see a story from every character's perspective yeah. which is what this does it, it takes the, a, a series of events but you see it from each character's yeah. perspective but what's also interesting is it shows how the memories are somewhat warped from yeah. what they perceive so to happen the first at the start it's like really really confusing because mm-hmm. like it seems like the editing was really choppy I was like this is really weirdly cut together yes because um, it, it opens with the, the duel yeah. we see the duel we see ju- the yeah. last one yeah. uh, but it's the first duel in this one yeah. <laughs> so the, we see the first we see the first last duel yeah we see the start of it we don't see oh, the yes, actual duel. we see the first bit of the first, first last, last duel, duel yes. <laughs> and and then it goes to chapter one yeah which is the truth according to Matt Damon yeah his character and yeah the he's editing just, he's in dark <laughs> this is the movie shot in dark yeah. and it's very like this thing happens this thing happens this thing happens and you're just like Slow the road. Yeah, Let me settle. <laughs> so like, yeah, and then, but like, it makes sense when you get to chapter two, and then obviously chapter three. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like this is a really, really important story to be told for Hollywood. Yes. Like, and it's it. I, I don't want to say it's like brave of like someone like Ridley Scott because he's a millionaire, billionaire. He doesn't really give a shit. Like, yeah. he'll make whatever he goddamn yeah. pleases. I don't see, see, see the video yeah, him curse go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, we should like Yeah. Um. I don't know if it's just me, but, like, it's a topic a lot of directors seem to be trying to tackle and approach, mm-hmm. like, recently. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's... Yeah, like, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, it's basically about this... It's about the last sanctioned duel in yeah. France. And it was basically about this knight, maybe, uh, and his wife got raped by this other knight. And nobody believed the wife, but because in those days, I think a woman couldn't represent herself in court. Yeah, yeah. So the only way to settle it was with a duel. Yeah. And it's basically this story about what... Her word versus yeah. his word. And that's something we see uh, shamefully, not shamefully, but painfully we yeah. see that a lot these days. Yeah. But like, you know, we see what, what in those days, how it was settled. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see, like uh, like we said, chapter one is how Matt Damon viewed it, how Adam Driver ju- ju- uh, viewed it, and how Jodie Comer viewed it. Yeah. And what I think was really kind of cool was that in the movie, it's, it's, I won't give it away actually. But um, yeah, and it's such a, it's mad how a story from, I don't know what century that was, 13th? 13th, yeah, 13th century yeah. is so applicable to the yeah, day. I know. Crazy how yeah. they managed to pull that off. And it is a true story. Based yeah, on a true story. Based on a true story. Um, but like... so there was, far, there was far more French accents in real life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And look, that's that's the other thing I will say. Like the, 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 the acting is incredible, but I feel like he made an artistic choice to say, look, just do your own accent. It's like Death of Stalin. Yeah. But that's a comedy and this isn't. Whereas, say, another Ridley Scott movie we might mention later. Oh, Dave, you know what's coming next. How's uh, <laughs> Gucci, where he has the actors doing like Italian accents, but like speaking English, which makes zero sense. Yeah. Um, whereas this, I feel like the, like it made more sense. It, it just, is a just bit weird where accent. Matt Damon in American accents like, Hi, Pierre! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's saying I all these, He's like, hi, I'm, my name is Jean Dejean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, again, you can put that. You oh, yeah, it, that you, back you get conditioned so quickly. Yeah. Whereas there's other movies where if a car- if they're all doing, let's say, if a, if a couple people are doing accents and two people are bad at it, yeah. you notice them way more. Exactly. So yeah. everyone's not, it's like yeah. um, Valkyrie yeah. by uh, the worst guy in the No, oh, I'm talking about the director who's a piece oh, of garbage. Sorry, yeah. um, but like, everyone just does, uh, everyone just does their normal accent yeah. and you're just, you're fine with it. Yeah. Now I understand there's obviously like a many French actors out there yeah. who probably would have been great in this, could have been even better. Yeah. Would it have, 
I have another bit to talk about how it didn't get a lot of press, yeah. but would it have got any press if there was a lot yeah. of unknowns in it? Yeah. And um, just for those that don't know, this was a Fox movie, and then Disney bought Fox, and then Disney were like, "Why would we promote for something that we don't really give a shit about?" Yeah. So everyone, I fucking t- this is one of my favorite movies this year. Yeah. And I tell everybody, nobody knows what it is no. because it just didn't get any. This and another movie that came out around the same. Oh, French Dispatch. Very little press, yeah. both because they were purchased by Disney. Yeah. But like, honestly, I feel like. Any, any, no, sorry, I'm going to say two of these actors could be up for, for Oscar. Should be, they won't Should be, be though. Yeah. Because you have to pay for um, Like, Joni Comer in this, I think this is just absolutely incredible performance yeah. right here. I think Adam Driver in this is, is, is brilliant. I feel like he, he's had a really good year. Like, there's a lot of movies he's been in, he's been really, really strong. But this one, like, you, you think, like, he's been Kylo Ren, he's, he tried <laughs> to be, like, menacing in that. This, he is just a totally different thing. Like, yeah. he's an absolute filthy, you know, Scumbag. Scumbag, yeah, exactly. Um, Matt Damon's great in it. Yeah. I'm going to say, we also saw him in another movie called Stillwater. He's good in yeah. that, but this, he just he just gets yeah. the job done and wants to cry of him. Yeah. Jody Comer's great. Ben Affleck. But I was going to say that Ben Affleck is standard. And unfortunately, Ben Affleck is uh, almost in the last while has been typecast in it. Like that kind of brooding, you know, um, somber individual. And I feel like this. He I, just, know, I, I can't find her anymore. <laughs> I feel like this. He just had so much fun. Yeah. He looked like well, he was this just was unfortunately around the time where he was going through a rough time. So yeah. I think he wanted a more yeah a lighthearted later, role right, potentially. Because right. like, what was the movie? What was the basketball movie he was in? Uh, I can't remember. But he looked the he comeback looks, or something yeah. like that. Maybe? He looked like, very sad in that. Yeah, but it was like almost too too similar to what he was going through at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, he's not great. Did you see what he came out and said about Jennifer Garner? No, I didn't yeah, he was like, I wouldn't have been so much of an alcoholic if it wasn't for her. I'm just like, wow. yeah, you're a bit of a shithead, aren't you? Jesus yeah, we can God. cut that out. Yeah, yeah. That. Sorry to all our Ben Afflecks no, out there. We'll we'll <laughs> um, you talking about? So look, all, all of it, finding all of the way back. Finding the way back. Yeah, that's even more grim. Yeah, but like, I just feel like I love when an actor does something completely different to what they usually do. Mm. Um, especially someone who who has been in so many movies like Ben Affleck or whatever. But no, like the direction, like the. I mean, production. the production of this is incredible. Ireland looks great. It's like, oh my God, why don't they film more in Ireland? Yeah, it was just, it's such a well-made movie. It's yeah. a fucking shame I, nobody's seen it. Is this one of those movies that was used, they used natural light or something like that? I feel like I might have read that. I wouldn't be surprised if they put a weird funky film yeah, on it though. Yeah, it could be. Um, um, no, it's a great movie. It's just, and again, as you say, it's just so disappointing when something mm. like that, something as unique and has such a strong message as yeah, well. What we were talking and about it's just not given the yeah the same you know opportunities as say any like any movie any other movie that came out at the same time. Yeah, um, and yeah, it just reminds you of like how how like as much as he does bad movies, how great a director Ridley I mean, Scott he, is. Like just at, at times he he and I've seen like I've seen bad Ridley Scott movies, but at times he can just absolutely kill it. Like. Speaking of bad Ridley Scott Oh, sorry, movies. one thing I will say, oh. it's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, like, oh, fucking hell, go watch if, it. If you get a chance. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of bad Ridley Scott movies, The House of Gucci. We went into this... Like, it had bad reviews, but I was going... And I got a message from... I won't say who. I don't want to shame them for liking this movie. Uh, I got a message off a, a previous podcast guest being like, I just came out of this, loved it. And I went in with, well, if this person likes it, I'll like it. I did not like it. No offense to the other person. Like we said, movies are subjective. And yeah, it's just not good. It's too long. It's 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 phenomenal performances. It is a stunning movie. So like just it's the, the the how it sets the era is really strong. To be the, the the world of fashion as well. How it's able to capture that. Me, Gary O'Brien, fashion expert. Um, 
Uh, it's got it's it, like the performances are fantastic. Um, a lot of the acting is sou- soundtrack is good. Soundtrack, soundtrack is really good. Yeah. Really strong performances. The script is probably like okay. I think a lot of people were missold on this movie. A lot of people. This was the Lady Gaga movie. Yeah. And not a spoiler. She just kind of disappears for like the second half of this movie. It's just a thing that happens and she's gone. And then you're trying to. It's just all of a sudden you're trying to find your reference point. You're trying to earth yourself into the... And you can't. Yeah. Because it's... The movie is about the house of Gucci. Yeah. So it's about everyone. But the first half of the movie doesn't... do Doesn't give enough time to all these other people yeah. to set them up. And um, like you mentioned, the accents for some of them are great. Adam Driver disappears by yeah. the third act. Um, it gets Eddie choppier Gag- as it goes. It gets very like, sloppy by the end. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden... You don't really have a good concept of time either. Yeah. I think the director does a very poor... Speaking of Ridley Scott, who did a great job for The Last Jewel, yeah. uh, where you really understand where everything is at what point in time. This movie is no idea. I think it nearly spans 20 years. Yeah. But the act... Nothing... There's Adam nothing, looks a bit older. There's nothing to say that anything, any time has passed. Like, it could have <laughs> been last week. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think some actors really phoned it in. Some actors... <laughs> some actors <laughs> got on the phone they said put me on loudspeaker <laughs> and, and they connected into a zoom room with a load of people and was like hey I'm not only phoning this in I'm gonna megaphone it in <laughs> um, there's two yeah it's too long don't go to the cinema and watch this it's an hour and a half it's, does, it's not worth your time in my opinion like I said strong visuals but there are two performances oh you actually <laughs> I, I, was, I was like no, it's oh, it's it is there are two performances in this that I love one for how ridiculous it is and I hate the other for how ridiculous it is. <laughs> Al Pacino is so old. Yeah. But he is great in this yeah. and the character he's playing somewhat fits into because uh, I don't know how people wear Gucci might happen but he kind of get he's, they're trying to push him out of the company yeah. and you can kind of you can kind of understand because you're on Lady Gaga's side at this point you're like yeah get him he doesn't know what he's talking about mm-hmm. you're, he's somewhat the villain yeah. and he plays up to that. And then Jared Leto's in this movie and the person who told me about this movie didn't know that was Jared Leto, which I think would have been a better way to go into this yeah. because he's in so much prosthetics and as I'll steal a review from Letterboxd, <laughs> Letterboxd, get on it, uh, is um, he's just in a different movie and he's doing a two-hour audition tape for the Super Mario Bros. Yeah, movie. exactly, isn't he? Oh, I like, again, like, is this a case that, like, they were too far into it and they're like, we can't change it now. Or he's what, like he's clearly an actor that just goes. I have a I have a certain vision. There was a whole thing about apparently where he went up to Jared Leto. Yeah, uh, Jared Leto went up to Al Pacino in character. Didn't break character for the whole thing and was like Papa. And Pacino was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. Left and then he goes, oh, "Papa, it's me, it's a Paolo." And uh, if you think what, by the way, if anyone's offended by what I do, yeah, that's get exactly on to Jared what it Leto. sounds like. That is <laughs> um, exactly what it sounds and, like. And then apparently, like, so apparently, just didn't break character. So, like, I'd say it's really difficult when you kind of have that. I'm surprised Ridley Scott didn't slap him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like I've I've heard of stories and I've seen like uh, clips from documentaries and stuff of actors doing. Or, or stay, staying in the roles or staying in, in character um, and the biggest one I can remember is Heath Ledger as the Joker oh. but what Heath Ledger did was he kept his accent he tried to stay in the, the whole thing of being like say you know kind of deranged or whatever but like when Nolan shouted cut like he could have a proper conversation yes. with someone it was just more he tried to just keep that voice on and, and things like that yeah. whereas I feel like Jared Leto just just wants to be that character yeah. and in between like no matter who he's with say he could have been out in the restaurant and it you know he's still that character like 
It's really interesting just because you told me you watched Succession before this where yeah. um, the guy who plays him what's the name of the actor again? Brian Cox yeah, uh, yeah. plays Logan Roy and he came out with a book I don't know if you've seen this no. he wrote a book and he just bashes a load of people in it he calls like Michael Succession? No from all oh, over he calls right. Michael Caine like overrated like, oh. yeah, so like, I haven't read it but it's really funny but uh, he was on Seth Meyers recently and he was talking about Jeremy Irons is in the, not Jeremy Irons Jeremy Irons in this movie, this movie yeah. but Jeremy Strong is yeah. in Succession and he talks about how Jeremy Strong just never leaves character and he goes he was like look that's just bad for you because you burn yeah. out like you can't do that if you if that's the state you need to be in for yeah. every role you're going to burn out and he referenced something which I thought was so valid which was like look at um, look at Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. <laughs> like he retired because yeah. he was like I need to obviously bring myself yeah. to a point where I can't like not involve and I think the same is going to happen with Jared Leto like, yeah. like what's he what's he doing for Morbius is he going around drinking yeah, a load of blood, blood. <laughs> <laughs> going to the butchers <laughs> going to the butchers like, yeah. it's just not it's just not healthy no um, so like I think the like and Brian, and Brian Cox made a great point he's like I think the, 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 the mark of an like the the, the Mark of a good actor is to be able to like switch it on yeah. and go into it and then yeah. leave it Yeah. to not leave it it's just like Jared Leto yeah. doesn't and he's just fucking ridiculous in it the editing of this movie is not great either because no. it makes him look worse Yeah. what is this character there's a bit where he just like loses his car and it's like you're clearly just like yeah. it's just buffoonish yeah. it doesn't fit the rest of the movie yeah I feel like that's another thing they were filming and he just that was his thing his thing he's like I'm gonna do yeah. this and try and make yeah. it funny and Al Pacino's like what the fuck are you doing like, <laughs> we got a moron over here <laughs> we got a Gucci <laughs> we got a couple of Gucci's um, over here no but like I will say is it See, I don't even know if it's um, if it's like even the potential is there. No, I think the potential is there. It's a very strong story. Yeah, it's a very strong story, very strong cast, strong director. As we just spoke. No, about. I'm saying like I don't. I don't even know if that story is that story like. I think his story is interesting. I think how it was told was hot garbage. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm just thinking about the way it was told. Because like I think if you told it all from Lady Gaga's point of view, it would all make more more sense. But then for some reason they were like. Yeah. I think I think she should have been the reference point. It should have been just her. Yeah, that's that was the issue. It's halfway through, you you don't know who you're following. Yeah. it's just like go from one character yeah. to the next. Like it could have been a series, maybe a, a mini series. Is this what we said after? It should have been Netflix yeah, series, mini series. Because like again, it's way too yeah. long. It's way too long for what's there. But it could have been longer if you given more time to different yeah. characters. So, um, if you want a good fa- Gary O'Brien fashion expert, if you want a good fashion show, and Halston on Netflix, Halston, Netflix very good. Yeah, yeah. Hugh McGregor is great in it. Yeah. No, he's he's he got nom for he, he won, got the Golden Globe. He won the Emmy for it. and He got nominated for a Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Okay. Very strong category. Michael Keaton's in there as well. Something and like it's it. only a mini series, one series, five episodes, oh, one and done. It's great. Yeah. Right, any good movies this year? Okay, so I'll mention a couple that are on streaming services or um, only came out in streaming services because um, you know the people want to know. Mm-hmm. People just you know they might you know have a bit of time to themselves. Get on to uh, get onto a Netflix. Get onto an Amazon and. Um, Try out some different things. Okay, so um, one I'll mention is The Guilty. Oh, man. What a movie. What a surprise. Yeah, like, we won't spoil it, but no. it's it's an hour and 40 minutes long. Yeah. Stick with it. It's off the top from Jake, Gy- Jake Gyllenhaal's point of view. By yeah. the way, controversial panel. Jake Gyllenhaal dodged a bullet in 2011, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I don't get... I'm not even going to apologise to the Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> Fuck you. He can keep that scarf as long as he bleeds once. <laughs> What was it? Is that what the thing she was complaining about? Ah, no, he didn't show up to her birthday party oh, after dating maybe. for a couple of months. Was he busy? He might have been. He might have been shooting uh, <laughs> Prince of Persia. 2011. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no, gonna say. Yeah. Um, no, this was, again, a bit of a surprise. Um, 
it is again unique storytelling in the fact that it's all it all takes place in one uh, location. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a cop who is on desk duty and doing uh, receiving nine one one calls, um, and something happens where a little girl calls him, and what you're typically supposed to do in in that situation is just pass on to you know the relevant. Um, uh, emergency service so an ambulance uh, fire brigade whatever it is uh, or a police officer but he decides that he needs to like look after this kid and try and like you know talk her through how to you know solve the situation um, but it is a hugely intense movie for yeah. something that like there doesn't seem to be a release valve at all no it just builds and builds yeah. and builds um, yeah, go on, yeah. and yeah like, like you were saying like what a surprise and like there's just one bit that, that there's a there's a point where you hit in the movie where it just goes into another fucking gear. Yeah. And I spoke to who did I say? I was talking to someone who turned it off before that happened. And you don't want to say what it is, no. but like just oh my god, stick with it. It's an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half, hour forty maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Such a strong performance, and I think it's such a shame that he's not being nominated for any no. awards for this. No. Um, again, I think he should be nominated for best Matrix impression because he dodged that bullet back in 2011. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, uh, How long have you been hanging on to that one for? <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> but he, uh, but, um, oh, he carries this movie. Yeah. He carries the, because it's all on him to carry this movie, yeah. which I think so few other actors could do. Yeah. Um, and like, he, he plays a character that's like, He's. I don't want to say he's like skeeve. What would you say? He's not like a good he's, guy. No, he's. he's really, anti- he, he, he has done something bad that's made. Yeah. He has to, he's like being punished by yeah. being on dispatch. Yeah. And um, so you never get to. But he's just. He's trying to both use his skills from being a cop, Detective, but also yeah. trying to wrong his rights yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah, he he's done something. And he's trying to redeem himself in in that way. But yeah, I mean, and and like it's almost that last scene where um, he calls his friend back in the toilet. Oh. Oh yeah, and that's the release valve. Oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he kind of he kind of opens up his heart and says like, okay, everything's gonna be fine. There's there's no need to to do what you're gonna do. So yeah, yeah. it's you know, it, as I said, like it because it, I, I think it makes sense that it's such a short movie because it's so intense. Yeah, like, it's just all and it for for a movie all with, gas no breaks. Yeah, <laughs> for, it, it like for a movie with zero action, like it's just literally you focused yeah. on him, and it uses the um, the idea of sound and like people's reactions down the end of the phone really really well mm-hmm. because things happen and you know people react to things, but you don't see what's happening. Yeah. Um, Great cast as well, like yeah. because again they could phone it. It was all shot during COVID. I yeah, I read something. It was shot over thirteen days. Yeah. Um, yeah, really top-notch movie. No, Again, absolutely. maybe one that people might have missed. Yeah. So I was just going to mention that, and then the other one was, uh, and this is probably the other end of the scale, is uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, so, um So, yeah, look, this is, again, another one where I feel like, why wasn't this in, in cinemas? Netflix. I know, it's just, I just feel like there are movies you see on Netflix where, where you're like, why why couldn't I see this in the cinema? Like, it's just, yeah. I just feel like it... it and again, it's it's really nice storytelling in the fact that you're seeing a stage performance which is explaining a story that you are also experiencing. Um, I thought some of the musical cues were very unique. Like there's one um, with Andrew Garfield plays the main character and him and Vanessa Hudgens do this oh, one the therapy song. song. Oh my God. That is great. so good. That's great. Like, and again, it's something that you're just like, I, I could listen, I could have to, I have to go through that again. Yeah. I have to go through that again because so, there's definitely bits I missed. Oh, yeah. It like some of the themes are incredible. Like the whole idea, he's he's turning thirty, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, basically like the second biggest thing this year, but second biggest um, 
thing on Netflix this year, which was people dealing with turning 30. Okay, so I... You didn't watch Bo Burnham. So, that's <laughs> exactly, yeah. so I, I, unfortunately, I watched this movie the day before I was turning 27. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it's about this uh, character who's turning 30, and he feels like he hasn't reached his potential. He hasn't got, you know... He's been working on this one musical for his whole life, and he hasn't finished it, and he's never... He's never played it to a crowd or got any kind of um, adulation for it or whatever it is, and like that—that's kind of the main theme theme that runs through it. But like, you see, the the whole cultural context of the era is of you know the late eighties, early nineties, New York uh, AIDS epidemic, yeah, and like that plays such an important part of it. Um, the whole idea of like, you know friends are sacrificing their talent to move into you know more career mode and he yeah. feels like no they're they're being wasted in, the, mm. in that in that um that role following your dream yeah and like priceless can't put a price on your dream can't put a but i just i again we we've seen a lot of musicals this year and i feel like this was the one this was the one where i felt like it was the most unique it was the most it, it it made me feel the most like in terms of like West Side Story and In the Heights were both Actually, good. Yeah. But I feel like there was nothing at the end. I was like, yeah. Oh, so fine. I think for me with this movie was um, the, the music was better. Yeah. I know it's probably like yeah. sacrilegious to say against West Side Story. Um, oh, look, it's good dancing. It's, it's good. There's so much prancing. Yeah. Um, but and In the Heights, I think with this, the story is the strongest. And what's crazy about this, I knew very little about because Tick Tick Boom is a musical itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's kind of like a one man. Well, it's, not, it's like a whole. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a rock thing. But um, this is probably. I, I don't know. It's, it's such. A, I don't know what it was like. But when you consider the original stage production was those scenes where we see Andrew Garfield with the piano and then the other people started. That was the stage production. Yeah. So to be able to, I think it's such a strong adaptation because yeah. everything that he talks about in the songs and in the in between pieces between songs in the musical in the stage production they're able to show us yeah. in this it's the show not tell exactly and so it elevates the material so well it's the songs are great like you said that that, that that 30 song my sister turned it off after that I think that's because she's over the age of 30 <laughs> but um, if you don't get on board with that I think if you don't get on with that vibe I think you're, it's going to be lost yeah you. and I feel like if you, if you don't like musicals like, fair enough you I probably don't I wouldn't have thought I would be a big musical fan but uh, I really enjoyed yeah. this but I, and look I think Andrew Garfield is one of the most, like, the, probably one of the best actors in and, Hollywood. And that's why I said when you were talking about King Richard earlier, I was like, it was between these two yeah. guys for me. Because yeah, one, like, I, like if Will Smith, it's nearly like for this, for King Richard and for everything you've done before this. Before, yeah. Andrew Garfield, just because it's the most, like, we haven't probably, like, because I know he was big in, is it Angels in America? That was, he did the Broadway oh, show yeah, that he got the yeah. Tony for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we haven't seen, like, I, I mean, keep meaning to watch Hacksaw Ridge as well, yeah. which is supposed to be great in. Yeah. But, like, for me, this was the moment, like, this guy can do fucking anything. Yeah. And it's between, like, this and, like, Rob Pattinson, where it's, like, guys who are typecast yeah. in the early 2000s, uh, uh, early 2010s, go off and become creative or uh, masters of yeah. acting kind of thing exactly, like that. Yeah. No, because, like, that's the thing. He, he obviously made his money and he's like, no, I'm just going to do what I want now. Yeah. Um, it's great to see. A bit like, but, yeah. I, like, it's just it's just one of those things and again uh, like movies are subjective but like if you don't if you don't feel anything after like seeing this story like someone who's literally you know devoted their life to this one dream and, and trying to get that out mm. there and like I I don't want to spoil it but like it's it's yeah. a, it's a heartbreaking at times yeah like it, oh, absolutely yeah. Um, you know what, what I felt most heartbreak yeah. when I saw Lin-Manuel Miranda directed it I'm not a big Lin-Manuel fan he, he only had that one little cameo though he did felt like years <laughs> I felt like I'd seen him on the screen for 20 minutes um, but it's yeah like 
to be honest, it was like it was so, because the music wasn't written by him. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I liked it. Yeah, and it wasn't against him. I just I don't like it. That's yeah, all. yeah. Uh, but like in the heights, he has a role in that that drives me insane. Baragua, Baragua. <laughs> I've got a little silly song about how the ice cream truck broke. He, he ruins that man's business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he, he ruins that man. That man He's has a, a family. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing going around here with flavoured ice? Flavoured ice, yeah. Um, it's and then cheap, I, Gary. <laughs> he had a, he had a, a, a Encanto as well. And he had the other one. Oh, he had the other one as well. Il Vivo or something like that on Netflix. He's done a lot this year. This is obviously his best stuff. This is his first directing gig. And I think he actually was in the stage production of this. He played, um, Jonathan. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think, so that was kind of cool. So I was like, obviously from someone that was obviously so involved with the stage production, um, to be able to direct it, I think was actually. I I also feel you have a funny story about how Andrew Garfield got this role. I do have a funny yeah. story. Yeah, I was talking to Andrew about it the other day. Yeah. Nobody would know this boy with me because I was talking to Andrew. Um, yeah, so what's kind of funny is uh, Lin Manuel was, jeez, uh, oh, I call him Lin. Uh, I was talking to uh, me and Andrew. Uh, he was talking about uh, So they both share the, share the same masseuse, and he was in with his masseuse one day and was like, Yeah, I'm doing this new musical. I'd love to get Andrew Garfield to do it. Do you know if he could sing? Because the masseuse was shared by Lin Manuel and Andrew Garfield. And the masseuse was like, Oh, voice like an angel. Guy, you can't stop him from singing. And then after Lin Manuel left, the masseuse rang up Andrew Garfield. Was like, "Yeah, you need to learn how to sing because <laughs> because Lin Manuel is going to be calling you soon and asking you to do this gig, which is incredible. With how strong of a singer he is in this, and he's only been given a year. Uh, he was only had a year to do to, to practice for it. And um, what I will say is, um, fellow podcast guest Circa, uh, big fan of musicals, um, very musically talented. Um, she didn't like this. Oh, wow. But it's because she didn't like Rent, oh, and which yeah. he, he wrote both. Uh, so I, I'm just as a caution for anyone, I guess, that didn't like Rent, you might not like this. I haven't seen Rent. Yeah, so I, that was just like a, a warning, I guess. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I thought it was great. And it's one of those movies that I fucking nagged you to watch, and I'm so glad that you did. Like, Got Rent. Got Rent. Um, don't watch it when you're getting old. <laughs> so, yeah, stay away from birthdays or if you're feeling fairly unaccomplished. Yeah. Uh, do just, it after success. Yeah, if you do something big, you'll be like, yeah, I, I wrote my music. <laughs> um, I have some other stuff here that I don't really want to talk about. Yeah. Bar one. Uh, so, come on, tell the people what they have to avoid, Gary. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll save it till the end, but I have one movie that's in my top ten that you haven't mentioned. Go for it. And it's because you haven't watched. And I cannot... I'm so glad to end on... Not end on this, but... Barb and Star <laughs> go to Vista Del Mar is one of the best female... It's one of the best comedies I've ever seen, and I think it's the best female comedy. The reason why I'm, I'm, I'm putting the female asterisks on it is because we don't get a lot of those, yeah. and when we do, they're not sometimes, the majority of the time, painfully not good. Mm. Um, like, look at Thunder Force, and that's why I kind of wanted to have the two comparisons I do. It is night and day. It's very, it, it's so good. It's about these two characters, Barb and Star, and guess what? They go to Vista Del Mar. I don't want to tell you any more about it. Watch the trailer. You'll still be surprised about what's, what happens in it. It's so wacky. How I describe it is it's like Austin Powers in terms of how wacky it is, but like in a good way, in a really good way. And it's not what you expect. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. I watched it after watching Tick, Tick, Boom because I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just stick this on yeah. after. And I, so I watched these two movies the same day and I had so much fun. It was really good. Jamie Dornan's in it and he does an incredible job. There's some other great actors in it. Um, it's very difficult to watch. I think you can only watch it on like Apple or Rented at the moment. But if you see this pop up anywhere, 
my god I cannot Lily watched it and she's the only one I know who's watched it and she loved it as well mm. so I'm 100% record on people who watched it and loved it um, it's so so good it's so my humour but I really think a lot of other people could appreciate it if you, is, put it long, this is it long? oh it's maybe like an hour 40 uh, maybe that's perfect it's like something weird happens in like the first two minutes that you're not expecting and from that moment on I'm just like I'm sold on how weird this is so if you're if you don't appreciate the, there's a like like I just uh, I won't read it too much but there's stuff that's weird like it's so quirky it's so weird like the girls go to this like it's a talking club and it's just like it's not like a book club it's like what will we talk about today it's so weird and so funny and it's got hold on just give me one sec where is Vista Del Mar? I'll tell you now. Uh, um, it's got J- Jamie Dorn in it. It's got um, your man Damon Waynes Jr. Is that how you his name? He was in New Girl for a bit. Uh, it's got... Uh, who else is in it that's really good? There were like small bars in it. Uh, it's like um, Vanessa Bayer from SNL. Phyllis Smith from The Office and stuff is in oh, it as well. Yeah. I got it. Oh, there's just some really strong character actors. Like, you know them. They play yeah. off of... And the reason why I wanted to bring it up as well was... Oh, Vista Del Mar, you asked, by the way. Is it, I think it's in Florida. And oh, okay, um, I would put this on level with one of the movies that we've quoted for years, probably 10 years now, which is The Other Guys. Yeah. This is the same level of oh, just okay. like, batshit, what is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Two really strong actresses coming together. So it's Kristen Wiig and a- a- Annie Mum- Mumolo? I can't put it. Mumolo. 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 Um, who did a lot of writing uh, she's not big uh, she hadn't acted in a lot of stuff yeah. but she I think she wrote she'd written like I think she did wrote Bridesmaids and some other stuff and she'd like done small acting gigs oh my god she plays she also plays another Barb in This Is 40 <laughs> she's in Bat um, so yeah so I don't know I don't know how to sell people on this because I don't want to tell you everything about it but yeah. like if you see this come up definitely give it a go yeah, I'm going to force you to watch this I'm going to I'm going to fu- I'm not- a busy boy guys I'm a <laughs> busy, busy boy watching- the other things Spider-Man. Um, but yeah I don't know those are kind of the main movies I want. like I have some other like quick shout outs I want to do I don't know if you have any that good like, or bad just like general like, like they might be good they might be like, they were kind of middle table for me but I'm like they're definitely notable in the year like I have stuff like Malignant yeah. um, which again I was trying to watch David it's not for everyone it's just so batshit crazy it's a horror yeah. movie very gory it's just very distinct and I think in a movie where in a year where I don't know how many... I watched 51 new movies this year. Mm. So I think any movie that stands out is definitely worth checking out. Malignant, if you like your horror movies, if you like your bad horror movies. It's directed by James Wan, who did Saw, and he did Aquaman. Like, he's done some good stuff. Um, Ghostbusters. So yeah, I have a bit on Ghostbusters. Uh, Want to say that? Not yawning. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, yeah. Um, Yeah, look, like for Ghostbusters, I I had a lot of fun with this movie. And again, I, I don't know if it... Again, I'm putting more emphasis on the fact that I just enjoyed this myself rather than it being actually, like, objectively good. Yeah. Um, but, like, and it's, it's not groundbreaking. It's nothing, like, that's going to win any awards. not exceptional. Like, it's it's just, it's just good. good. It's fun. Yeah. But it's, like, it's just really enjoyable. Um, all the actors do a good job. Kid actors. Yeah. They're again, not annoying. They're not annoying. Huge plus. Uh, the, your man, Finn Wolfhard from... Um, he's probably the weakest in it yeah his they, his whole role probably was kind of shoehorned in they kind they just of just added a big, in, they yeah. just need a big name yeah. but um, and, and oh, oh we, won't, we won't spoil it because are you going to spoil the thing I think you're going to spoil well all I will say is they have world sexiest man oh they have world sexiest man Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd but no like honestly and like it's not a, a, a very you know 
groundbreaking story or anything. It's just a good time. If you love the first Ghostbusters, yeah. I think it, it it treads a lot of the same. It's very like The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's very it's, much... Yeah, a, it's, it's exactly like The Force Awakens. But it? it just does it in a much stronger... Yeah. The form, in my opinion, yeah, and it is it, like it is funny as well. Like the oh, really obje- funny. objectively funny moments, but I think me and you just watching it together just had a good time. With yeah, it was, it was just some crack, crack. Yeah. Um, another movie I have here, uh, you recommended to me, Oxygen. Yeah, completely off the radar French movie. All du- top dubs or subs. Uh, I did subs, <laughs> and it's 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 all in French. It's about a movie where a woman wakes up in a cryogenic chamber, doesn't know how she gets there, and it's all about her trying to problem solve her way out of there. Yeah, it's a it's a Black Mirror episode. It's a Black like, Mirror yeah. episode. Um, because it's all about technology. Like, it's all about technology. Yeah. yeah, she just can't get out of this cryogenic chamber that she just woken up in. If you like your, if it's it's very like buried with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. but better. Yeah. And um, the actress in it is great. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Good production. Good oh visuals. well, like I mean, like you do get surprised about halfway through the movie that like so it kind of just opens up and you're kind of like a bit shocked by where it, where it's going but I honestly I I was like it, it, you know it's crazy to start off with because she she's stuck in this chamber but like it actually builds upon builds upon builds upon and like a bit like the guilty yes like it's just intense in that way but um no again it was it was one of those ones where I'd seen like people talking about it online and it wasn't getting enough love because it was a French movie yeah but the fact again, it's on Netflix. Like, yeah, give it a go. Not that long either. If I no, recall. an hour and a half hour. Yeah. Me, yeah. Um, and another good thing about it is, if you don't like needles, don't watch don't this movie. Watch, yeah. There's a lot of needles. Or if you're claustrophobic, if you're claustrophobic, and don't like needles. This is not the movie for yeah. you. The only reason I say needles is not a spoiler. It's like she's obviously hooked up to the machine, and there's bits where you know she has to maybe do things with the needles and stuff. Yeah. And so, just if you don't like needles, yeah. Just oh, yeah, we, we forgot to mention she's in the cry- cryogenic tube and she's losing oxygen. Oh yeah, oh, same <laughs> that's movie. why it's called oxygen. She don't got no oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of the ticking bar. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, is there any other ones? I have some more here. Uh, Dune. So I was gonna say this. Um, get back to me in twenty twenty three. Yes, Dune is a very good half movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, look, and look, I I, I don't. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say it. Like, this, it, why didn't they create a, a mini series about this? Or like, you couldn't. Yeah, Money. I know, but I just. It was such a cool world. Like, it's yeah. Game of Thrones in space, or Game of Thrones on different planets. Um, and, like, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's, like, a real... I, I loved Denny Villeneuve. Mm. Um, and, like... Did the, you enjoy the, the big desert little boy? <laughs> big, big sandy desert. <laughs> big sandy desert little, little, little boy. Little grains of sand in this um, little boy. No, like, honestly, I, I do think the performance was really, really strong. Yeah. Like, and you, you look at the cast they got, like, it really... Like, Jason Momoa is almost a cameo in this. But he like does a really really good job. Yeah, Oscar Isaac, um, Josh Brolin, like Skarsgård, like that was incredible. Yeah. Like he is, and like when you consider like he plays roles where he's like super super like light lighthearted yeah. and, and kind of like the family dad kind of character, yeah. and this he is just super mm. super menacing. It's 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 almost that Blade Runner level of science fiction. Yeah. Like it's hard hard science fiction. So if if that's not your thing, I I totally understand. But if you are if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I think this is yeah. something you need right up your street. I think, and the reason why you said, like, obviously it's it's not coming out until 2023, the sequel, because it kind of, like, literally ends. Yeah. And so I think, and this is my bold, um, you know, statement that it's going to bite me in the ass. If the second one yeah. is as good as the first one, but delivers on the promises the first one makes, it is going to be, and I know this is a bold statement, as memorable and hopefully as awarded as Return of the King is. Yeah. 
because Return of the King is literally I got all those awards because like look what you've yeah. done from these three movies yeah. and I think if the Dune 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> can, can, can cap off the first movie so strongly yeah. those two movies together based on the world the acting the production they actually went to fucking deserts yeah. for this shit yeah. um, could be one of the best absolutely. two movies could have been like Godfather 1 and 2 yeah absolutely and again the, this is the issue I have with it, it's one reason yeah they do not put enough faith in their movies. Like no. I feel like if I'm if I'm greenlighting that movie, I'm telling you back to back, film them back. I to think back. it's because it had such like you'd have to pay Zendaya, yeah. uh, Timothy Chalamet, like all these people for like two movies back oh, yeah. to back. That's too much money. And it's Warner Brothers. I, they don't they don't take risks. They yeah. they don't they don't make enough hits in a year yeah. to be able to. I, I understand that, but yeah. it was just I. And like I, I, I trust Denny Villeneuve. I think he's just one of he's one of the best directors working today. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm not going to say he's going to absolutely knock it out of the park like you, you, you've said there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I said if, if yeah, no, no, yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. But like, I just, I just enjoy everything he does from Prisoners to Arrival. Blade Runner, Arrival. Like some of my favorite movies I've yeah. ever seen. And I'm not saying like again, it is difficult to review this movie because it's half a movie and there's very little payoff in it. Yes, like that. It's you're halfway through Act Two, mm-hmm. but if if things go the right way with the second one, it could be as you say, it could be you know groundbreaking. Yeah. It could be one of those amazing movies that we te- we talk about for the rest of our or mm-hmm. we talk about in cinema. Yeah. Um, is there any other ones? I have two, I need to I have two quick ones. I just want oh, to yeah, mention. Yeah. Godzilla v Kong. If you love your big monster movies, this yeah, is great. Yeah, uh, it's it's good crack. Yeah. I, I, again, mid table. The effects yeah. are great. Character stories are are poor. And um, one that I I didn't actually mean to end on, but it's just here. Cruella. We did a podcast on it. Have you watched it yet? No. Oh, oh, oh a horrendous one to end on then. Um, no, Cruella was really fun. Oh, ending. No, not ending. I just mean I. That was the end of my list. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But now I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to spin the wheel. I have, see. I have two more here. If you want. Oh, to go for it. What else you got? Oh, okay, again, it's kind of those mid table ones that I just had a good time at. Um, I care a lot. I don't know if we're counting that. Yeah, no, that is, that's one of those ones that kind of carries over. It, it feels weird to talk about it yeah. so late, but yeah. that's a great movie. Um, it's it's not an enjoyable movie to watch, <laughs> but my God, the performances are great. And yeah. it's, it's again, it's a bit crazy. It's one of those ones that's like, there's a, a lot, it kind of ran, ratches up. Uh, things get worse and worse as yeah. you watch it. Um, again, I think it's on Netflix and it's on, it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime I think. as well. Yeah, uh, And then the, other, the only other one I have here is, and again... I don't know if you you enjoyed it as much as I did. Actually, wait. Why did Wes Anderson release another movie this year? Uh, oh no, sorry, I have two more. Oh wow! So number one is, and we did a podcast on it, a Quiet Place Two. Oh my god, yeah, good movie. Uh, again, this was the first movie we seen back. No, second movie we seen back in cinemas. The first one was Quiet Place. Uh, the first new movie we seen in cinemas. We, we did a podcast on it. Yeah. If you want to hear our thoughts, it's it's there. Uh, again, if you like the first one, you like this one. Uh, and then, sorry, the only one, other one I have here. Again, I can't remember if you enjoyed it or not. Uh, Last night in Soho. Ah, yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's different to what Edgar Wright usually does. Yeah. Um, and bit of a it's bit not of Cornetto a twist. trilogy. Yeah, it's a bit of a twist. Um, I liked. I just liked the the whole production behind it. it was It was good. It was cool. And again, yeah. it was an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, again. Touching on important team themes, I won't. Themes. I won't spoil anything. Issues. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's a lot of the good movies and okay, bad movies. You, you, you didn't tell me any more bad movies now. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, well, see, what I was going to do is I was now going to just run through my top ten for both. I'll go for it. Yeah. So my bottom ten movies from this in year, order. Uh, going from, going from not as bad to worse. Worse. So <laughs> number forty-two. Out of, yeah. So forty-two. So out of fifty-one, number forty-two. Yeah. Is Hezaguchi. 
Yeah, uh, number 43 is Candyman. Yeah, okay. Well, we don't. So, yeah, I just like the production of that, but yeah. again, the story's Scripts garbage. Is garbage. Uh, then it goes Love Hard. Never seen. Then it goes, Hey, let's go to the beach and be old. <laughs> again that's a great concept it's just terribly to executed old pretty much yeah. uh, number 46 Venom I can't get enough anymore this yeah, that's, that should be way lower uh, number 47 is Snake Eyes yeah uh, number 48 is The French Dispatch okay, I know I know I know uh, number 49 is Home Sweet Home Alone and uh, number 50 is Space Jam 2 and number 51 is Thunder Force wow there you go right, what's your top 10 movies of All 2021 right. Dave Scala <sighs> I don't like putting numbers on things because then people, especially recording it, they're gonna be like, well, "I know, it's gonna be fun." Excuse me, I feel like I feel like you. I feel like you. You said you liked last night and saw you put that in number twelve. No, I'm talking about one to ten, not twelve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go from ten to one. Uh, what about your rankings? Oh, do you know how I've done? No, right? See, I have it done. Right, give me. Okay, right. You do you. Okay, ten. Spider Man. <sighs> Do you know where Spider is of mine? Yeah. 22. Whoa! <laughs> okay, is it higher or lower than Stillwater? It's higher than Stillwater. Wow, you didn't like that. Fuck. Okay, higher or lower than Free Guy? It is lower than Free Guy. Okay, that's okay. Um, nine, June. Oh, wow! Do you know June is on mine? <laughs> 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it is half a movie. Yeah. I just again, I yeah. just enjoy the the world building. And uh, number eight, a quiet place. Oh, wow. Start do a seventeen. Oh, wait, wow. what is in you? I can't wait to hear your top ten. <laughs> wow. Um, where was I? Eight. Number seven, tick tick boom. That's number four online. Uh, number six, King Ri- King Richard. That's number one online. Number five, Mitchells versus the Machines. Number eight online. And uh, number four, No Time to Die. Number two online. <laughs> Uh, number three, Last Jewel. Number two, oh, we agree. Number, <laughs> goes on number three. Uh, and then I'm going to say number two, Suicide Squad. What? That's very high. So what's number one? Herself. Who? Come on, Ireland. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Ireland. So my, my so wait, hold on a minute. So you're saying Suicide Squad is high? I have mine in ten. I just didn't think it was number two, that's all. That's fair. Uh, mine, my, my ten, so it goes from, so ten is Suicide Squad. Okay. Nine is Shang-Chi. Uh, See that's number eleven for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight is Mitchell's versus the machines. Okay. Seven is Barb and Star go to Mrs. Elmire. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Uh, six is. Am I still make it in there, Gary? I tell you. I see it. Six is herself. Five Ooh, is. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Five is the guilty. Oh wow! Uh, Fuck. Four is Tick Tick Boom. Three is the last duel. Two is No Time to Die. And one is King Richard. The pain it took me to not put James Bond number one. Yeah. It was I a can lot. Imagine that. It was a lot. That's 2021. That's You've heard it from us. Yeah. Don't go watch it. Any other movies we didn't talk about. Yeah. Oh, but like, okay. Can I just actually, before we finish up, a lot of movies I hadn't seen that came out this year that are supposed to be quite good. Um, 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 uh, technically came out this year in Ireland. Didn't watch it. Coda. I don't know if that's out for us yet. Mm. Power of the Dog. I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, I, I didn't watch that. That came out in 2021. Yeah. Uh, Licorice Pizza. The Hard Day Fall. Belfast. I've seen The Hard Day Fall. All right. I haven't seen Belfast. I got to listen to them. I don't know. <laughs> No, I seen it. Uh, the Hard Day Fall. It's good, yeah. but um, I enjoyed it. And then I watched a review from somebody, and he like completely ripped it apart. I was like, mm, harsh, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a few movies there, but like that's that's kind of that's the gist of it. Huh? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where's Spencer, Gary? Where's Spencer? <laughs> In the bleeding bin. <laughs> uh, uh, Where's Spencer on your list? Out of interest. Uh, 
No. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Lily's been trying to get us to go see Spencer, and they went to go so, see So, it's above House of Gucci. Oh! Because it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, okay, well... Actually, I'm surprised Red Notice isn't in your bottom ten. Ah, uh, that's a good... That's a good movie. It's not a great movie, it's a good yeah. movie. That's solid, solidly okay. It's solidly average throughout. Okay, yeah. You get it true, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, one thing is, so this podcast is now hosted on a thing called Anchor FM, which means for any of our Spotify listeners, you can uh, interact with us a bit more. So, there's a question in the podcast episode description, which is, what is your best and worst movie of 2021? Let us know. We'd love to, know, we'd love to hear. And um, there's also a poll... Um, and I think I'm going to do something so that it kind of gives you two options. So I'm going to ask, who do you agree with more, David or Gary? Just so you know. Uh, so I'll give you, I think you have to put a time limit on it. I'll give you a week until next week's episode, if there's a next week episode. Yeah. And if David gets more votes than me, I'll just take the poll down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, this, this is the problem then. They're not going to have seen half my movies. Yeah, but who do you agree with? Who do you agree with more? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess all there's left to say is, Mr. David Scannon, thank you for coming back and doing the first podcast of 2022. Oh, delighted. Delighted. Um, yeah, look, let's just hope 2022 is as good as, or 2022 is as good as 2021. Uh, no, I want it to be better. I would like to be able to do more things. <laughs> no, in terms of movies. We enjoyed Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 2019. Uh, that was a pretty good year. That was movies. a pretty good year. It doesn't be 2014, though. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier. With Flash. Yeah, uh, you got that. Oh my god! I used to be Batman, but now I'm a bird. <laughs> um, I'm Bradley uh, Cooper. What's that so far in the distance? I better shoot it. Also, I'm American. <laughs> wow! Callbacks. Callbacks. Right. Um, but most importantly, I want to thank anyone who's listened to this or any of the other ones. If you want to know what's coming out, you can follow. Dude, actually, at- before you end this, I was going to suggest do you, we. Could we do a monthly podcast? What do you mean? So, a mo- okay, a monthly podcast where every movie we've seen in that month we have a chat about. Yeah, let's do that. Really? Yeah, I'll do that. Much easier. Let's yeah, one, 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 one a month. Yeah, I'll do that. Tell the people. <laughs> I'll tell the people. Um, yeah, if you, if you want to know when it's coming out, you can follow at Reading the Peers on Instagram. David might be coming back for a, a monthly <laughs> podcast thing that he just told me about. No, it's just... I, I, I want to take a full name for it. The Scanlon check-in. The Scanlon, I'll take it something. Uh, David's check-in. How are you getting on? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah. Scanlon Scanner. Scanlon Scanner. Scanner. What's, what's on the scanner? What's on the scanner? What's on the scanner? <laughs> scan in the month. There you go. Uh, but yeah, thanks again. This is going in too long. Um, yeah, take it easy and have a fantastic 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Get out there and go support your local cinemas. Up the Omnicast. <laughs>